Hey everybody, Mike Dempsey here. It's NFL playoff time and you can still win playing Underdog Fantasy by picking higher or lower on player stats at underdogfantasy.com. Sign up with promo code 1010XL and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Attention. They are not ready for prime time. Prime time. Prime time. Prime time. That's the name. Prime time. Prime time. What time is it? Showtime prime time. It's XL Prime Time. Featuring Joe C. Matt Hayes. Big asses. Big thighs. Yeah. Mia O'Brien. Bent over and let it happen. And Leon Searcy. They were smelling themselves. You know what I smell right now? The delicious smell of brew. Now, we've got craft brew, but in particular, I smell the brew of Mokama Coffee, as we are here at Mokama Beer Company, but they serve coffee every single day of the week, and your flavor, you can find it, that's for sure. We welcome you to the Dina, Fernandina Beach, Nassau Nooners. We'd love to see if you have time to bounce over here Cross the bridge, come on over to Mokama Beer Company, the tap room right here in beautiful Farnadina Beach. I always like to say it like that. They're on South 8th, just as soon as you're coming into the historic district, uh, and you will see this old 1950s car dealership that they have transformed into a beautiful tap room, a coffee house. You can see all the work that's going on behind the master craftsmanship that's taking place and and. Uh, Ernest and Simon and Casey, they all welcome us here. When we've been up here before, we had a great time. We're going to have another great time today. We've now, got the Philly they were cheesesteak food truck too, yeah. which oh. I know we're very oh, pumped that's true. about that. That's so. true. So you can come get your cheesesteak and a cold beer and, and a would, coffee. Yeah, and a coffee. So you can start with the coffee, finish with the craft, but you can get the flights. And we always like to tell you about the great recipes that they come up with. So we'll be bragging on them uh, throughout the day. I'm an IPA man, but that doesn't mean I don't love the pilsners, the stouts, the lagers, the fruited, the sours. They have all of them. So we'll go through them today. Now, confession time. Ernest and everybody here said, we want you here right before the Jags playoff game. Okay? Right before the Jags playoff game. My favorite is Simon, not to bury the lead, but my favorite is Simon, who was in England on Sunday watching the game from afar and just thinking, this cannot be happening. So don't worry. It wasn't just all of Duval that was uh, less jubilant than they expected to be. We had people across the pond looking around like, what are we doing? And J.J. did cue the – the, the music there. So, uh, yeah, there's tears in our eyes, I guess. That's for sure. We don't want to bury the lead on that front. We're excited to be at Mokama. Yeah. But, yes, Matt, I am JJ, seeing it as well. We've got some news, JJ. Yeah, right now. That just happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. So it has been a wickedly traumatic last 45 days for Florida State, beginning with the injury to Jordan Travis, then yep. the snub by the playoff then getting beat by 60 after all the opt-outs, then the two-year probation, which we are going to get into, that was just handed down yesterday. But Mike Alford, the AD at Florida State, just tweeted out a gif of black smoke rising from the papal. <laughs> black, sm- black smoke means no decision, right? Right. Most yeah, of the also, time, that's He what also it means. tagged the president of Florida State and Mike Norvell. In other words, you're not getting in Bama. Yeah. And, and, and listen, everyone needs to wall themselves off and protect what they have. Why did they build the fort back in the day, the Castillo de San Marcos down in the Aug? is because they were protecting themselves from – they were under siege. And Florida State probably feels like they're under siege a little bit. 
starting with the Travis injury, like Matt mentioned, and then not getting in the playoff because of that, and then now the whole ACC discussion and maybe Mike Norvell being poached. All of that is out there. Listen, we're going to drill down on Florida State today uh, and, and spend some time on it. So we hope that you Knowles fans will get in on it. So that's – but real quick, so that's yeah. three now off the board. That's Sarkeesian, yeah. that's Lanning, and now Mike Norvell. Yeah. If the, the uh, three major guys that was were connected to that job. Right, yeah, and I want to hear – Because they are Jimmy um, – they are all Jimmy Sexton clients. And so is Lane. Lanning and Norvell are. Sark, too? Yeah, yeah. okay, too, okay. Yeah. So, is, yeah. so is Lane, and eventually yeah. they're going to have to go to Lane, whether they like it or not. Right, and, and look, if you end up there, you didn't land in a bad spot. No. So we will God, get to that. How no. about another that uh, on the NFL side? Actually, no, we're not going to get to the NFL uh, uh, side. First, we have a Gators that. A lot okay. of breaking news as we begin the Just program. happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Montrell Johnson has told Gators Online in an exclusive interview that he will be returning to Gainesville this fall. Uh, okay, that's that's good news for Florida, and I'm sure Billy was gutted by the, the reality that Trevor Etienne said, uh, no, Moss, uh, I need to go somewhere where I'm going to be more of the featured back, and then what does he do? He goes to the rival, uh, and so keeping Montrell Johnson is key. There's no question about that. You mean from transferring to another school, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 that's what he means. Well, yeah, yeah, from not bolting. because I mean, he he's like a sixth, seventh round pick. Right. You can always go to the NFL, and you can still make a half a million dollars. We always need to point that out, is that if you want to go and you don't want to go to school anymore or pretend that you're in school, right. then going to the NFL is still a half million dollar gig if you can make it. And Montreal, at the Montreal's very least. saying he's not going to go to Illinois or somewhere. Yeah, yeah, but at the very least, Montreal looks like he's got the body type to make an NFL roster. Uh, but, yeah, more than anything else, all he's trying to do is save his his roster in any way, shape, or form. Look, we did all this yesterday talking about Nick Saban, and I do believe, firmly believe, the fatigue of how you have to manage your roster in today's college football world, you can just say college sports world, including basketball and others in this in this conversation, it is hard as hell to maintain a roster on a day-to-day basis. Nothing is guaranteed anymore, and I believe that was one of the main things for Nick Saban. But – Montrell Johnson staying in Gainesville is at least you can call it a good get for Billy Napier because that's what he did need ultimately to happen. All right, so we got so much to get into. One more of that just so we can at least trifecta it up uh, and now to the NFL. That just happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I was told to hold off until they told us, but yeah. since the AP posted it, I think I can say it. Uh, mm-hmm. Ross Matisik officially named the first-team All-Pro long snapper, according to the Associated Press. That is according to uh, Rob Matty, one of the senior writers who already tweeted out all of yeah. the honorees. So congrats to Ross. Yeah, let me tell you something, man. If you don't have an All-Pro snapper, you don't have much, and Duval's got an all-pro snapper. So, round of applause for Ross Matisic for uh, really look. We're looking, we're looking far and wide for anything that says all-pro in Duval. Uh, and after after losing five of six, uh, I don't know if that's going to be the salve you were looking for. <laughs> uh, you would rather have an all-pro, maybe I don't know Josh Allen or somebody like that. Uh, but, quarterback. Uh, yeah, yeah, I didn't even want to go there after all the discussion on Jaguars today. I, I love my man Terrence because every time Mike comes at him, my, Terrence always goes, Mike, Mike, Mike. 
<laughs> it is just absolutely classic. All right. We do have a tweet from Mike Norvell now as of 30 seconds ago. So let's read that before we get into everything else going on in the world of sports here in Northeast Florida. Uh, great day to be a Florida State Seminole. The hashtag climb continues. Grateful to lead the Knoll family with our incredible staff. Appreciate President McCullough, of course, A.D. Alford and Seminoles at Seminoles for continued commitment on our journey back to the top. The future is bright in Tallahassee. Man, uh, oh, man, Matt, uh, I would think a pretty nice bag he just got. Well, it's it's the first good news for Florida State in, in a long time. Like, yeah. like yesterday's news, and I feel like we've, we're kind of like bearing the lead. They were put on two years probation yesterday. Yeah, we need to by the NCA yeah, touch on that too for, for, for sure. illegality, illegalities in the NIL world. Mm-hmm. When they're going to be the first of of many, I would say many universities that are going to go down this road because there's a lot of what is what is Dave Campbell? What's his word? Hubbly bubbly. He says yeah, a lot of hanky yeah. panky going on yeah. in the NIL world. Hubbly bubbly. The all right. So explain to us, explain to everybody out there how you, how can you get in trouble with the NIL? Well, you can't. You can't. What, 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 so what Atkins did was he actually, he actually took a player and a, a family, drove them to the house of an NIL, of, a, of, a, of one, of one of their boosters. He was ushered with the them NIL. to Correct. the deal. He brokered Correct. the deal almost. It's you, you, it, and, and that was prior to the state of Florida saying the universities can be part of. Not brokering is not the right word. Mm-hmm. It can be a, a middleman of sorts. Okay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so this happened prior to that, um, and it, it's it's just it's illegal contact is what it is. Right, and it's that's what it comes down to. Yeah, so uh, it's not unlike recruiting. It's the same thing. Yeah, and, and you can come up with your idea of whether or not that's just over the top, or, or whether it is uh, within. Uh, the violations that you need, you need to have some set of rules. And if they violate them, you need to be able to have the power to penalize them. Now we can go on and on and on about whether or not the uh, NCAA has the power to do a whole hell of a lot, but they at the very least are trying to govern this NIL in some way, shape or form. And the whole idea was NIL dollars are going to come from outside the university. University will not have anything to do with it. At least that was the early part of it. And then it was the, the offer to Amaris Mims, the Georgia offensive tackle, who I, I believe has turned pro. I'm not sure if he has or hasn't yet. Um, I think he will if he hasn't. Fifteen thou a month they were, they were offering him mm-hmm. to transfer to Florida State. Uh-huh. Okay. And, and so that, that's where you're at. And so, honestly, for Florida State, you Knowles fans, let us know. 641-1010, you get into the text line. Designed by Lifetime Enclosures. Uh, a big old sigh of relief hearing Mike or reading what Mike Norvell just posted on X, uh, what the athletics director just said. Uh, and, look, the ACC, they were looking angrily. Tallahassee was at the ACC saying what the heck man we have no clout this league carries nothing uh and here we are about to be poached again by losing our coach if they hang on to him and I don't know what the money is going to be but I'm sure those dollars are up there for Mike Norvell they got to be way up there oh I bet he's close to nine or ten million right now yeah yeah in that neighborhood and that's honestly what you're trying to you're you're trying to figure out uh, the best way to make sure that you preserve what you built. And if you look at the composite rankings and the 24-7 transfer portal rankings uh, going into yesterday, 
Florida State had descended to the top of that bad boy uh, because of what Mike Norvell is so good at doing. All right, so we'll get into that. We're going to get into our playoffs today. We were at Mocama Beer Company hanging out beautiful Fernandina Beach, South 8th Street. As soon as you come into the historic district, you'll see the sign if you're coming in, historic district, and then boom, just kind of look to your left, and you'll see this big, beautiful tap room. And they also have the wildlife location up here in Nassau County, so make sure you check that out if you are a wild. What can I call them? A wild lighter? I don't know. Something like that. I don't know, but every, t- every time I drive down A18 to this place and I see wild light, I start it, seeing that more. It's incredible how big that, that development is. I'm telling you, it's going to stretch to Georgia when we're all said Probably and done. Probably when yeah. all is said and done. Yeah. Uh, since we brought up Lane Kiffin, and we will, of course, dive through the litany of potential candidates, although it continues to shrink, mm-hmm. for the head coaching position at the University of Alabama. Shout out to my good buddy, Darren Stoltzfus, the sports director at West in Orlando. Mm-hmm. He just tweeted this out, Matt, and I know you're going to love this. 14th anniversary of Lane Kiffin's exodus from Tennessee. Finally saw a reverse angle shot with me running a camera. I was a senior student TV station president, got tipped off he was leaving, grabbed a camera, got to the facility, electric, pure chaos. 14 years ago to the day today. Think about that journey that old Lane's been on since a decade and a half, basically being basically bolting out of there, going to sunny Southern California. Leaving after staying. a year, going to, going to the best job in college football at the time, yeah. USC. Yeah. Then and having to deal with the 30, 30 think about that, yeah. 30 lost scholarships over three years. Heavy-duty sanctions yes. at that time by the NCAA. Gets fired on the tarmac after losing to Arizona State. At 4 in the morning, gets fired on the tarmac. Then he goes into seclusion. Then Nick says, I need to completely change what I'm doing offensively. So he hires Lane and gives him complete control of the offense. Think about that. His meticulous process that he had, yeah. that Nick had built, he let an outsider come in who had a history of just blowing things up and gave him complete control of the offense and changed everything in savings, offense, everything. Changed the way they did everything. Oh, yeah. They won championships. Well, basically he, he, and then right. he goes to FAU. If you think about it, yeah, that's right. But before then, he gets yeah. fired before the national championship game because he's trying to recruit – coaches and players to FAU while he's preparing for the national championship game. So yeah. Nick said, I've had enough of that. You're out. I'm going to let Sark call the plays from the right. national championship Nick, game. Nick and then that, yeah. he goes to FAU. Yeah, Nick goes, doesn't give you an opportunity no. just so you can hose him in the end. No. So he, he goes rehabilitated Lane Kiffin. He did. He goes to FAU, uh, has a, has, wins, a, wins a conference championship immediately, um, and then goes to Ole Miss. And look what he's done at Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. He's, he is – look, with all these guys coming off the board – Lanning's off the board. Sark's off the board. Novell's off the board. You're not hiring Kalen DeBoer. As good as he is, you're not bringing a guy who's spent his entire coaching career out west into the SEC. You're just not doing that. Yeah. Lane is the guy. They, there's no choice right now. He's got to hire Lane Kiffin. All right, let's pair this up with um, New England and, and think about the, the things that are uh, in play here. Alabama should have their pick of the litter. Alabama is Alabama. It's Roll Tide Roll. It's history. It's historic. It's everything. And they should have their pick of coaches that would line up to go there. And yet, you now have three no's. Now, we can go down the road of athletics directors that have tried to hire coaches and they feel like they kind of either get embarrassed or showing up or whatever when they don't get yeses. This is Alabama that three people, at least the way the word is right now, Lanning, thanks but no thanks, Norvell, okay, I just got a bump, I'm good, and Sark, I like where, where I'm at. And now you've got Dabo and you've got Lane. Okay. Which wasn't and, there a report this morning that Dabo's not interested or was that? Right. And at least I haven't seen the yeah. full, full uh, proclamation 
from Dabo. Yeah. But at the same time, he's. It seems to me he's made it clear, and I'm not going to add him to the list just yet. But I. But that's four. Okay. That's four. Maybe I'll one, end one up with, with uh, Sharknado. Yeah. 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 Exactly. That be Bring something? him back home. Bring him back home. I would love for see. I'd love to see Jimmy McElwain head head back to Tuscaloosa to T Town. That'd be great. But let's just add Dabo, and we'll kind of keep an eye on, on what he says. But how many knows? does Alabama get? How many did they expect to get? And Lane, I can't imagine, would say no. But I looked at the story that – and I want you to hit this because Reese Davis did the sit-down with Nick, Mm -hmm. and there was a lot covered in there, and there's a lot written off of it. And it goes back to our argument yesterday – not argument, just discussion yesterday about whether or not fatigue got to Nick Saban in terms of getting the job done. What killed me in that interview, and I'll have to pull up the exact quote, but he basically said the reason, one of the main reasons why he stepped away is because he felt like he couldn't put in the time to keep the standard up. And I say to myself, bro, that standard that you set, no one can even get to, and you're disappointed because you think you can't maintain that standard? I think, I, That's crazy. I, I, think, I think the way he said it was it was more along the lines of, I would spend 12, 14, 16 hours a day in the office right. when I'm 50 and when I'm 60. I can do that then. Yeah, yeah. I'm 72 now. It's different now. I, like he said, you know, that's anybody in any job. And that's, I think that's what it is. It's you not know, just you, the Alabama you, no, standard. It's, no, it's Nick's standard. It's, it's, it's Nick's standard. Well, right. it, that's 100%. It's, 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 it's a lot of it. It's Nick's standard. It's, it's the investment that it takes to recruit constantly, to coach constantly, to game plan, to prepare. It's all of that. I mean, it's, it's a, a big big job what you're talking about yeah. it's a lot easier to go coach in the nfl right now a lot easier uh, i i don't know about that oh uh, it's a hundred percent easier joe no way no way there's literally get, free agency in college football with no salary true, cap true listen they've had more all right how about this the college football world has been blessed with the way things have set up with all the way up until now, if you are good, you're going to stay good because recruits want to come play for you, okay? And you don't get to – like in the NFL, you win, you go to the back of the line when it comes to picking talent. College football has never suffered from that, ever. And so Nick Saban and Kirby, for that matter, they have first-rounders lining up for them every single recruiting season. It's the best built-in system to maintain anything in sports, the best. And now, finally, now they got to deal with some adversity on, on player retention. Yeah, in the last two or three them. years since, yeah. since the and NFL so, was, was implemented. But, I mean, but I mean, the NFL. The best example is Washington. Yeah, the NFL is hard as hell. The to year keep before that, the best example is TCU. Yep. We can go on and on. Yeah. Because there's always Flor- now. You can argue Florida State as well, by yes, the way. Yes, of course. Yeah. You, you, you can get good quick in college football. That's the whole point. Yeah. Is, is, whereas before it was very difficult to what you're saying. Now it's wide open. But just look at the 21st century. There's no salary cap, yeah. and there's no constraint on players. With the NFL, at least you have the cap. Yeah. At least you have an ability to constrain players. Sure, but at least you also here. have a general manager who's overseeing all that, so you can focus on coaching. Right, they the do exact reason that everything. Dan Mullen wanted out of Florida yeah. and wanted to jump to the NFL. It's way it, easier to coach in the NFL. It, it, you are so crazy then, on that. Hang that on, is hang absolute on. Then nuts. you have to worry about they got to go to class. they got to stay out of trouble. Because you're the point man for all that. Yeah, deal with it. But that you're absolutely nuts because you have professionals. What do you do in the NFL? You coach football. Well, yeah, you're either good at it or you're not, and other guys are eating you alive if you're not. And that's different uh, how in college football. Because in college football, you get first-rounders on top of first-rounders on top of first-rounders every offseason. If you're at it's Alabama not- or Georgia. 
Yes, I'm talking about I'm talking about the ones that are on top. I'm not talking about everybody. I'm talking about the ones okay, that are so on top. Okay, so then you're talking about just Alabama and Georgia. No, talking I'm about? talking about Who the else? top. I'm talking about the top ten. I'm t- hey, in the 21st century, look at how many Michigan's recruiting class average was 18 over the last four. Years. I don't care. Do you, think he's, do you think he's got it good? You think he has it easier at no. Michigian than he has in the National Way Football League? Way easier, yes. Oh my God! Way easier in the NFL than than college football. He developed that roster. Yeah, he, he did developed he could, a quarterback. He could go out and recruit a bunch of guys that were all first round level. Are you kidding me? <laughs> the number uh, is in, by the way, JJ. Let's hit of that as far as what Mike Norvell is now going to make. That just happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. According to Ross Dellinger of Yahoo Sports, Mike Norvell and Florida State have agreed to a new eight year contract that will pay him more than ten million dollars oh, annually yeah. oh that's cheddar right there jimmy and sexton gentlemen. stays winning baby doesn't yeah. matter that he didn't get him the, the bama job i don't think he wanted the bama job especially if florida state was willing oh. to fork over one million less than what out what nick saban made a year ago you know uh you, you can picture mel kuyper's big board right now right you can picture all the prospects that's what sexton no. has with his coaches <laughs> he's just got the big board he's like okay i could move him into this uh, sixth spot in pay uh, and go get him that job or I could move him up into that fourth spot and get him to stay where he's at. It's incredible what he can do. So let's, real quick, I want to I circle back to Florida State just to explain something. They're on two years of probation. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean they have a bowl ban. They do not have a bowl ban. They, they do not have television sanctions, anything. Yeah, NCAA okay? does not strip that anymore. What, what, what they have is they've lost, they've lost, I think, six scholarships, five or six scholarships They've lost time to recruit. Like over not, the two-year period, right? Right. They're not allowed to. They're not allowed to re- beginning. They have to wait six days to start recruiting in this period, which began, I believe, today or yesterday. So they have to wait for six days before they can go out on the road and recruit. So it's things like that mm-hmm. is what it is, as much as anything. But to be fair, is once you're on, now they are on probation. So if something else happens, you know, then that's when the NCAA really comes down. Then mm-hmm. you, then that's when you can start seeing a problem of of you're losing your bowl, etc. So one more quote from Nick as we talk about the easiest job in America. Uh, I actually thought that in hiring coaches, recruiting players, that my age started to become a little bit of an issue. People wanted assurances that I would be here for three years, five years, whatever, and it got harder and harder for me to be honest about it. Uh, And to be honest, this last season, this is the part that I zeroed in on, uh, and to be honest, this last season was grueling. It was a real grind for us to come from where we started to where we got to. Took a little more out of me than usual. And I do think that's the part that gets him more than anything else. What he accomplished this year was as great a coaching job as, as he probably has done at, at, at Alabama because he did not know through the entire offseason who his quarterback was. Finally, one of them finally separated. Then he sagged. Then he wanted to sit him down. Then there might have been a player revolt. And then he pulled it all together. I thought it was a sinking shot coming out of South Florida. I do encourage all of our Nooners after our program is over, of course, to go check out the interview with Reese Davis because it's extremely telling. Number one, um, do want to dispel what I thought had to be the reason. I know several of you have texted in on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures suggesting this rumor is true. Mm-hmm. He says it has nothing to do with his health. Or it has nothing to do with Miss Terry's right, health. That right. is what he told Reese Davis. So that's what we're going to roll with. To your point, Joe, what was almost emotional to hear him say was that five minutes before the 4 o'clock meeting on yeah. Wednesday, he had two speeches prepared for his team, and he was on the phone with Miss Terry trying to figure out which speech he was going to give. And the speech that he did give was the one in which he said, look, I'm about to ask all of you to make a 12-month commitment yeah. right now to this team. 
and I can't make that commitment, and yeah. that's why it's time for me to step away. And, and I, I love the honesty. Like I said, I have I'm a Bama fan. I like, I like railing on, on Nick from time to time. But if you don't have respect for what that dude did, oh my gosh, uh, you know it was just nonstop uh, push for perfection and nonstop perfection. And I wanted to pair it up with, just real quick as we get ready. Uh, it kind of ease into the National Football League and the fact that the Jaguars are not in the postseason. There were guys on this staff that were accused of not putting in the work. I think that's fair to say. And Nick basically saying that not just the standard of going out and putting a winning team together and getting to a bowl game and competing for a conference championship, his standard was playing for it all every single season. And if he couldn't do it, he wasn't going to keep doing it. And isn't it crazy? I, those guys are – I always say rare is rare. Those guys are so flipping rare, and that's what Nick Saban's done. And there aren't too many of them. So let's, let's just at least set this up, Matt, coming up here in just a second. Who are the, who are the best coaches in our, our sports today now that Nick and Belichick stepped away? And you can throw Pete Carroll into this conversation if you want. Like we said, if you add up the titles, you're looking at – Seven Super Bowls, eight natties, nine nat. Uh, yeah, something in that neighborhood was a seven for Nick, and and one for Pete Carroll. Maybe one vacated one. Uh, and so, couple for Pete. Yeah, yeah. If, one, if you include the AP title. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, one vacated one or whatever. Yeah, when LSU exactly. Won the BCS, and right. so, you're talking about a lot of hardware. So how does it? Add up to you uh, top five in the NFL, top five. And, and maybe Bill Belichick had already slipped below your top five, which was fair because of what was going on, the way he wasn't putting together wins. That's fine. But still, he's the flipping goat when it comes to coaches in, in the National Football League. So we'll do that coming up. Mokama Beer Company, we'd love to see you. Now, here's what they do. They basically time out your day where you can come here, you can enjoy a delicious cup of coffee, and they will – prepare it right there for you they got well can i call them baristas here i'm looking at simon they are baristas i'm just making sure that that's not like some trademark term no it's uh baristas making up this uh great brew here at mokama they make it fresh every single day for you their brand their blend uh and then you can of course get ready for the tap room to open with delicious craft throughout the day and into the weekend just because the jags aren't here doesn't mean you can't come here and enjoy some playoff football uh beginning tomorrow all the way through monday night happening here at mokama beer company don't forget you can find them on the shelves uh, at Total or ABC and log on mocama.com. It's a big hair, heavy metal Friday on XL Primetime. Oh, those Fernandina Nassau County Nooners. They got the word that we're at Mokama Beer Company. And if you haven't, this is your alert. We are hanging out here at Mokama Beer Company until 3 p.m. today. They got the Philly cheesesteak food truck outside, yeah. coffee, beer, everything you could ask for. It's a little slice of heaven up in Nassau County. So stop on by and say hi. A lot of you already have. We are excited to be hanging out with you. And we are excited to continue the conversation with regards to all that is happening at Florida State and the college football ranks. Who will be Alabama's next coach? I volunteer as tribute because at this point in time, Josie, yeah. I'm not sure anyone wants to be the head coach at Alabama. I, I, I think that's what it is. I'm, I'm a little more stunned than anything else that you're not uh, knocking down doors to get that job, as I maintain. Uh, that is such a well-oiled, well-run machine. Now, that's Nick, okay? You can't just walk anybody in there and expect to have the same type of success but the nick plan works 
Kirby's proven that by going to Georgia, doing the exact same thing. And by the way, uh, Kirby also gets to sign uh, first-rounders left and right uh, because you can just take a look at the position groups that he gets to sign every single year. Best linebacker in America, best running back in America, best quarterback in America, whatever it might be. Uh, It's just nuts once you get it rolling. The resources are there. The support is there. The fandom is there. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm just – I'm still – I'm still making my point. You're still arguing this? Yeah. No, no, not the NFL versus college. Which I know I'm right there. We'll get back to that. No, we're arguing – That's another day. We're arguing, Matt. I said I volunteer as tribute. I will be Alabama's head coach because right now the point that our good buddy High Tide on the south side just made on the text line yesterday, no one wants to be the guy after the guy. How do we know anyone was offered that job? That's another thing. We don't. Yeah. I, we I, don't. I, I don't know that it, no one wants to be the guy that follows him. I think yeah. it's it's um I think Alabama's trying to find the, and, the right guy right yeah, now. Yeah, but let's also make it clear at the very least to, to JJ's point, we don't know if they've no, been but offered. You, but but, but Jimmy Seton's all, out there is working and telling these guys, yeah. hey, you know, Alabama's coming There's after. There's all him. sorts of intermediaries that yes. are having back channel conversations. And by the way, Kirk Herbstreet is one of those guys. Okay, you may not realize that he is one of those guys. Maybe Greg will, Burns interested in someone yeah. in Gainesville. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Billy. Former, former Alabama assistant, you yeah. know. Yeah, Billy. What about the former Bring Alabama home. assistant in Miami in yeah. Coral Gables? Yeah. Bring him up. Mario was there, too. But here's the other thing. and it, it, It's funny because I heard from Bama fan, and you know, they're like, you know, we don't want those guys. And, and, and I, I'm interested to see what they do want. You guys can hit the text line at 641-1010 and let us know. But even though we don't know that the job's been offered, I credit the other universities, and I guess we might include Clemson in this conversation. Those ads, those presidents, We're those proactively big wheels, getting them signed, proactively yeah. said, "We yeah. ain't Huge letting you go." Nasty cash. Yeah, yeah. And that's what that's what Mike Norvell just received. And here's the other criti- uh, criticism of Florida State for the longest time: they didn't keep up paying didn't keep up paying assistance, and didn't keep up with their recruiting budget. All those have turned a major corner. They've got a collective. They've got the NIL support, and they also were able to hire assistants because Kirby, remember, when he went there, he demanded a big old ransom for, for recruiting and for his assistants. And Norvell said the only way we we're going to compete it. is – Yeah, exactly. And, oh, oh uh, help me. Correct me if I'm wrong. Billy got it too, Right. Billy got him a big old recruiting budget you and a big old believe he did and a big old he got coaching budget is what he got where he could hire seventeen game changing coordinators uh, and and he hasn't done as much with that okay but there are plenty of those that get that full support and that's where I I, I know that Greg Burns probably being smart about this realizing that there are great situations that others have in other places and don't go reaching too far be cautious be smart and and as much as you say lanes in this conversation. I don't think Dion. No, I think, I think ever Lane's the fallback. Dis- I think Lane is the flag. I don't if he think can't get anyone, ever be dismissed. So who's no, the, I don't, who's, I don't, the, who's the, the the go-to then? Who's I, the target? I, I mean, at this point, I don't. You know, I've heard Mike Loxley. He's not hiring. There's no way you can hire Mike yeah. Loxley for that and, job. And Mike Loxley is at Maryland and was under. He was Nick. under Saban, but he was also part of the Saban rehabilitation program. Yeah, he's regarded as an unbelievable recruiter. Especially right. in the DMV, guy. which is yeah. why he's a, in Maryland. A really yeah. good recruiter, a good offensive mind. He, he's not the next Alabama coach. Yeah, right. My guess is you start looking at guys like Jed Fish at Arizona. Right. Um, those, those are guys I think that probably you could get away with hiring. I, don't, I mean, if they, if they hired Mike Loxie, that place would just – no, it just right. wouldn't happen. Well, the other thing is, is that wouldn't happen. Jed Fish and and uh, I'll make this ten ten take because honestly, what he has. All right, hit it, JJ. Now, Joe sees ten ten take. 
Slow smoked and served up by Sonny's Barbecue. Local pit masters since 68. They're all over the First Coast. They will take care of you when it comes to good barbecue. And the one thing I think about uh, with Jed Fish, you want to talk about a, a nice little reclamation project. We just mentioned, Mia mentioned 14 years ago was when Lane Kiffin was uh, exiting Knoxville and just how much he's gone through and been through and survived and succeeded uh, with and all that stuff. Jed Fish left Miami and came here under Gus Bradley as a first-year offensive coordinator in the National Football League. Have you heard of that before? There are plenty. I used to call this place the technical center because they would hire people who had never done the job that they were being hired for before. Never before was Dave Caldwell a GM. Never before was Gus Bradley head coach. Never before was Jed Fish uh, an offensive coordinator. On and on and on the list goes. Well, anyway, Jed Fish gets bounced out of here, ultimately just – Hangs on, goes to Michigan. You can think of the places he's been yeah. at. He's been around. UCLA, yeah. And then he basically rehabilitates his image in terms of just a coaching success. Goes to Arizona when they think it's slim pickings down there. It's, and what has he done? It was awful when he got there. Yeah, he's done a hell of a good job there. And I don't know if he's going to be that next great up-and-comer, offensive mind, and, 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 and destined to be a great head coach. But we have tied him to Gainesville a year from now already. He's, I mean. <laughs> okay, uh, already. And, and that's the 10-10 take, and here he is. He might float to the so top. So he could be a guy. But I, I, I'm, I'm not trying to say this is unique to Mike Loxley. If they hired Mike Loxley, that place would go crazy. If they hired, I, I mean, who, who, whoever. If they hired. Um, I say you bring back Jimbo, they, another if, assistant. If they, <laughs> if they hired Caitlin DeBoer, I think there's people there that would be not happy about that. If they hired um, – you, you can go down the list of guys. Brent Key from, from Georgia Tech. Or if they hired Glenn Schumann, sure. the, the D.C. They'd from Georgia. Which yeah. was there would just be thrown people, out, by the way, by the yeah. text yeah, line. Yeah, there would be people that would be very upset about that. So, I mean, he, he's – here's the thing. If he hires Kiffin, the place will be crazy about it, okay? Yeah. But the point is, I, I don't think that Greg Byrne is that type of guy. Greg Byrne and Strickland are very similar. They're, they're best friends. They're very similar. They don't want to go reach out into the outside the box uh, of a right. guy like that who could bring more than what you want into the into your program. You yeah. know what I mean? They're going to err on the side of caution. They will. They will. But the point I'm making with Kiffin is he's not the same guy he was at Tennessee or USC or FAU. Or, or he's a no, different. He's not. he's not only a different coach. He's a different man. He's a different person. Right. And, so and look, I, I think it's 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 foolish for Alabama. To not see the obvious. The obvious is Kevin. He's the obvious hire. Um, and it hasn't happened yet, so my guess is it's not going to happen unless he panics and realizes, you know, I'm not going to hire Tommy Reese. I'm not going to hire whoever. I'm, I'm not going to do that. Um, then he ha- almost has to hire him. But it's, he's a different guy, and I keep saying this. Well, gone he's, are the he's, days. A different, he's a different man. He's not, he's not immature anymore. He's not childish. He relates to the young players the now. The tweets they are love to him. relate. They, the tweets are yeah, to relate it's, and it's, to get attention to oh, Ole Miss, yeah. a brand that had been left he, for dead. No one. He's a no, master. Yeah, no, no college football relates to the young kids like he does. None it, of them it, do. It, it, uh, and I'm sure, like, if you go back in time, you can come up with a bunch of strikes against Lane Kiffin, like you just described. I could even go back to him being a GA here, or excuse me, quality control coach in Duval. Okay, quality control coach. And was considered just nothing but a brat. Yeah. An absolute spoiled yeah. brat. Because he was. Uh, and he was, because he was Monty's son and all that stuff. Well, anyway, we all know what has happened. And, and by the way, I'll never forget the story. So I got 
buddy who's got one son at FAU, and Lane's taking a picture with his girlfriend, and, and the son is panicked that, that Lane's going to poach her. <laughs> and so those days are gone, okay? <laughs> those days are gone. And even the Bama fan has pointed out that that was kind of the stylistically how Lane rolled back in the day. He's not going to be doing that in, in T-Town. Not uh, only that, D'Amico Ryan's is not leaving the Texans' job to coach Alabama. It's no. not happening. Okay? Well, I thought it was easier. He probably should. No, but, I but mean, anyway. he's, got an, he's got one of 32 jobs. He's not yeah. leaving that to take the Alabama job. How easy no was way. it for no, the him. The Alabama job is the job in college football. No, I'm yeah. saying the NFL job is easier. He's got it yeah. easier and better there. It's and perfectly he's, easy. He's got he a quarterback there that he can have for 12 years as opposed yeah. to a quarterback you got to recruit every just, year. Right. Yeah. Just stop it. You're wrong in this. Stop. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's, it's, it's proof in his pudding. He just went and won the AFC <laughs> South like it was nothing. Let's pivot to a couple other names, a couple other scenarios, and then we're also going to circle back to the Jags, rest assured. Um, I do like this conversation, though, that JJ is having with one of our listeners on the text line brought up, brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures. Shout out to 200. Jimmy Sexton is pushing all these candidate names out to the media, reworking their contracts while physically at Bama, all while Alabama is talking with their true targets. The Dabo noise is way too quiet. When the media says these candidates are talking with Alabama, that just means their ADs are talking to Sexton, who is physically at Bama, who is saying whatever he wants to say about mutual mutual interest. So I will say this. It, it, there's a lot of truth to the idea. Look, that's Jimmy Sexton's job. I don't know why anybody's upset yeah. about him for that, yeah. because that's what his job is. It's he what he does. moves the meter yeah, so for the people he works for. If, if, he, if, he says, if he's telling you know Florida State that you know Alabama's coming after him, what are you going to do? That's what that's what Mike Norvell pays him to do. Yeah, that's what all these coaches pay him to do. So Keep there's my nothing, name in the phone. Yes, there's nothing wrong with what he's doing. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm looking at these potential coaches. Like Mike, they they'd be furious if Mike Gundy was hired. Furious at Alabama. Um, Lance Leipold. Lance well. Leipold is is intriguing. Yeah. He's intriguing. He's a guy from Kansas. He's that definitely is intriguing. As soon as he stepped out, yeah. They, listen, they'd be furious if James Franklin was hired. They'd yeah. be furious. And, and you know, last year I was stumping for for Leopold because of just how bad you know Billy had gotten uh, gotten the you know gotten off the ground in Gainesville, and it's of course lived on this year. Meanwhile, Leopold's done some pretty good things in Kansas back to back years, and heck, you can go to you can go to Kansas and Kansas State. Different. Schedule that they play. Different I history totally get it. for both football programs. Yeah, yeah, but at the same time, if you take a Kalen DeBoer, a Leopold, some of these guys that are, they off are the, that are out of the saving tree. Yeah, they're the, off the beaten path. They are legit. Well, they're out of the they south come too. In. They're out of the south too. You got to yeah. remember that. Yes, they are legit. They come in and they turn programs around much faster than some that, that have done it around here. So two other names that have been floated on the text line, and I know Andy Staples, our good buddy, um, also brought this one up, and I, I think it's an interesting conversation. So the first one, before we get to the one that Andy floated, is Bill O'Brien, who obviously has gone back and forth between the National Football League, college. He has recruited for Saban, worked under Saban. Obviously, it did not go well up in New England this past season, but he obviously has history in both. Did a hell of a job at Penn State. A right. hell of a job. Mm-hmm. And then did a hell of a job As with the Houston HC, Texans. Yeah. So let, let's throw that name out there and then discuss that. The other one, what if the guy is already in the building? Would they hire a 31-year-old Tommy no Reese? Chance. No chance. No. If no. everyone else says no, no, does Tommy Reese does do all the dominoes fall and he's the last like, man like, standing? Like the, if you hire Tommy Reese over an, over not only Lane Kiffin but over five or six other guys that would be nice fits for that job that are current coaches, mm-hmm. you're out of your mind. Right. It makes it me, would be a colossal fail. Yeah. It, it's 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 like it borders on 
unthinkable, impossible would never happen because Tommy Reese was already a question mark when Nick hired him just as the OC. Like, what? You said, what? Tommy Reese is the offensive coordinator? Eight. And, and, and look, the thing is, is that he's a guy who a I fail thought. of unimaginable proportions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought he turned the corner a little bit when it came to play calling. That, that I liked. And, and working with Milrow and coming up with an offense that in the end was, was much better than the way it started. But there's no way he would get it. And then I laugh when I do see on the text line, Bobby Petrino to Bama. That makes me smile. No, before you do that, you go. <laughs> that makes you, me smile. You go throw money at Drinkwitch. You go throw money at Heupel. There's so yeah. many other options before. Yeah. Talking about Tommy and look, and look. Well, so the, the texter then brings up the fact that, quote, daddy is still there. We did hear in the Reese Davis interview last night yeah. that he is going to keep an office, which yeah. there's two different versions of keeping an office, as we've learned from Roy Williams and Mike Krzyzewski. Yeah. The office is going to be at the stadium, not at the football facility. And he said to his players, I can still get on your butt from there. Yeah. But he's not going to be day-to-day overseeing, babysitting, if you And may. it's like, no, uh, of course it's, not. It's, he's, he would be the last guy to meddle into something. Yeah, he, he's in, not going to do that. Just like Spurrier didn't do it. Exactly. He the the HBC is who I was going to bring up. When, when SOS got his office inside the stadium, he backed off. He said, hey, if they want a suggestion here or whatever, they can come see me. Yeah, they can come see me. I'm uh, right down the hall. Yeah, and, and so that's all fine, but I can't imagine. Nick needs to, like he said, I can't commit, and therefore it's going to be hands-off recommendations here or there. Sure, I'll be happy to do that, but he, can, he will be sucked back into his own uh, vortex or whatever you want to call it as far as uh, all of a sudden managing everything. He's not going to do that. So for You're going to let the, guy, the next guy pass or fail. For all this talk of the guy after the guy, let's quickly pivot to New England because it's official. The New England Patriots have hired Gerard Mayo as their next head coach of, the, of their franchise, their first head coaching hire in 24 years. It was in his contract when he became a defensive assistant in 2019, and I would assume since he's renegotiated a couple of times, that he was the head coach in waiting. This is not completely out of the ordinary. Jim Caldwell did the same thing with the Colts. Eric DaCosta as the GM of the Baltimore Ravens, so it's not completely out of left field. But in 24 hours since Bill Belichick said goodbye, they have their guy, and I hate to say it, boys, Mike Vrabel is left here without – Anybody to dance with as of now? For mm-hmm. all the rumors that swirled and all of the conversations of would he be next, maybe he's happy because mm-hmm. he doesn't have to be the guy after the guy. That's someone else's job now. Yeah, uh, it's like I, I said uh, yesterday when, when we were joking around about Shane Beamer uh, with, with High Tide, and basically uh, he would be a sacrificial Shane. Uh, and so you know that you're going into what would appear to be uh, – Every single day when you look in the mirror as the next head coach, you see Nick. You can't help it because everyone else is trying to find Nick in you. <laughs> and if it doesn't happen, they're not going to wait around too long. They're going to run your big behind out of there. And so unless – like Mark Rick won three-quarters of his games. Won three-quarters of his games. Had a 751 percentage but didn't beat the ones that they Georgia fan desperately wanted him to beat. They get rid of him. They bring in – the great one, and Kirby Smart. And Kirby says, guess what? We just hit another click, okay? We're going up in gear, uh, and we're going to do something that you hadn't seen in a long, long time, four decades. You hadn't seen it. And so Kirby's doing that. And they're just – there are machines out there that are ready to go, but there just there aren't enough of them. Look at how many other places have tried to find the guy and haven't been able to find the guy. Look at the four guys before Nick. Okay, we went through them yesterday. Between Gene Stallings and Nick, 
Think of those guys. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I, I will say this. Honestly, it, it, Bryce Young raves about Bill O'Brien. Mm-hmm. Raves about him. I would not so, want so Bill if, O'Brien as my head coach. I, I'm just telling yeah. you. Listen, I'm just telling you this. He does. So if, if you're in that building in Alabama and you're Greg Byrne and you know that and you've heard players rave about this mm-hmm. guy, mm-hmm. that's a guy that if, if, other, if it doesn't work out with a big heavy hitters, with Dabo, with Norvell, yeah. with Sarkeesian, with Lanning, and you don't want to hire right. Kiffin, that's a guy you can do that clearly has – has had success building a program at Penn State. You're yeah, rebuilding it, right? saving it, basically. Saving it is yeah. right. And, yeah. and a guy who's been in your offices, knows how to do it, knows how to recruit in the South. You've at least got that with you at that point. As much as I like that toying, foundation. As much as I like toying with Tuscaloosa, I would not wish Bill O'Brien on Alabama. I might welcome it if it happens, but I wouldn't wish it on him. What's your problem with him? Uh, I think that. he's maniacal. Okay, uh, so is yeah. Nick. Well, well, but I think I think there's certain levels of that, you know, different ways of not only doing so it. is Nick. Like I'll go down every coach right. in college football. And Nick, I'll say, Nick maniacal, was, maniacal, yes, maniacal. Yes, but how about maniacal with results, <laughs> and then and then other ones that don't. Uh, and 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 he single-handedly torched Houston. I was happy. He won four division titles, Joe, uh, in six and years. In the end, in the end, it came unraveling. Okay, but he won four division titles okay, in the NFL so you, in six so you years. Basically, say what? Uh, and you know what? If you if you do do that against this AFC South, yes, you have accomplished something. <laughs> but at what cost? Okay, because he got run out of town. Jim I mean, was what out NFL town. coach doesn't get run out of town eventually? Well, I know that, but I'm talking about after winning those division titles. It is a little odd. Wouldn't I mean, Carly's talking about running Doug Peterson out of town <laughs> after two years yesterday. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I know. He was saying, "Listen, he had a good idea. He had a good plan. <laughs> it was it wasn't met with as much." Criticism, as you might think, uh, there were more people fired up over that idea. Um, but uh, look, you 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 do have to get it right. It's not easy to get it right. Uh, one of the text lines says, "What about James Franklin for Alabama head coach?" You know, I thought of him a, a little yesterday, and I thought, well, you know, he's done tremendously well up at Penn State. He but he's but he's he's still fighting teams, winning that big game. Yeah, his team against against top ten teams are like four and yeah. fifteen. I think, yeah, he's and still fighting yeah, winning that good. big game. And does game. he really recruit that neck of the woods all that much? The well, he did well at Vandy. Well, he did at Vandy, and he he's I, he's a great recruiter. Yeah, I think he's a great coach. I don't know that he's for that job. I yeah. just don't know that he's that guy. And that's really what you're what you're coming down to. All right, we got uh, we'll keep it going on the one o'clock hour. Mokama Beer Company. You can come on by now. Beers their their craft at least is far as I know, because that's, that's, that's the craft I, I excel in. Uh, and so you can enjoy all the taps that they have here. And like we said, Motor, uh, uh, Cosmico, you can go on and on and on with the pours that they have. And they're always creating different recipes. So you've got all the delicious beer. You can do a nice flight and sample, stouts, pilsners, fruited, whatever you might want. Uh, but also the coffee. And you got you a nice little uh, little maple, maple latte. Yeah. So it's fantastic. Enjoying it a whole heck of a lot on this uh, you know, 60-some-odd degree day. So here's what I want, honestly. I, I want it to be a sitting coach. Because if it's from a, maple lattes to the head coach of Alabama, listen, head. I'm going to tell yeah, you. Yeah. If it, because right, it, hang on, because if it's a sitting that. coach, yeah. then more marbles start to have to move. More dominoes have to fall. It wait, comes wait, back elaborate, to his, elaborate. If, let's just say it's James Franklin. Comes okay. back then to Penn his, State's got to make a hire. 
and then uh, they go and yeah. get somebody, then somebody else has to make a hot. So right. it comes back to, to his, akin his, to Lincoln Riley and Brian yeah, Kelly yeah, yeah, of two course. years ago. Yeah. That but I would it, agree with. It comes back to his Saturday Down South writing is that boom, that will that fall. Is best that for will me. fall. Right. That will fall. That will fall. Yeah, if Lane Kiffin gets hired. <laughs> content. Matt's, Matt's got some more content to write about. <laughs> hey, let's recap then. Twelve o'clock hour, the biggest news of the day. Mike Norvell has agreed to an eight year contract extension with Florida State. He will be paid ten million dollars annually. He is not going anywhere. Additionally, the New England Patriots have hired Gerard Mayo, their head coach in waiting as their full-time head coach. And a round of applause once more, JJ, for Jaguars long snapper Ross Matisic, officially the 19th All-Pro in Jaguars history. I've seen several of you already on the text line and on X sending me tweets, screenshots. I know Jamal Agnew just tweeted it. Apparently Josh Allen just posted on his Instagram. A little sad that 41 was not among the All-Pro honorees on either the first or the second team. So let's get into that. Let's also get into... A shout-out to Gus Gus, our uh, content mm-hmm. producer extraordinaire. I, I, I'm mixed up with either calling him Augustus or Gustavo. You I'm can not call quite him sure. either one. We're still workshopping it. Uh, he put out a graphic on our social channels of potential Jaguars defensive coordinators. We got to read some of the comments. That's coming up in the 1 o'clock hour, live from Okama Beer Company on XL Primetime. XL Primetime. Love big hair. Love heavy metal. You guys could bring the rock and roll to us. Just hit JJ the DJ up at 641-1010. Give us a rock and roll suggestion as we crank it here on a Friday. Mokama Beer Company. Uh, You want to talk about just a great setting, and it really doesn't matter what you're into if you're coming here uh, just to enjoy a nice delicious cup of coffee they can brew it for you it's all fresh right here and prepared inside the mokama tap room and then of course the delicious craft they've got all sorts of craft samplings that you can enjoy with their flights or you could just order up a big old pint of a cosmico or a motor whatever it might be just drop on by mokama beer company right here in beautiful fernandina beach south 8th street so you nassau nooners we'd love to see you and don't forget if you don't make it here, all you got to do is log on mocamba.com and you can check everything out or head to a Total or an ABC and pick up some Mokama. Before we dive into the NFL and your Jacksonville Jaguars in this 1 o'clock hour, uh, quickly putting a pin in the Alabama discussion because I think, Matt, we, we do need to discuss this. Bill O'Brien was one of the candidates that we threw out in the 12 o'clock hour that we said, you know, maybe, maybe there would be some logic to that. But 805 from Kansas, love that, 620 area code, let's go, notes that Jalen Milrow, after his comments before the Rose Bowl, may leave if Bill O'Brien indeed becomes the head coach at Alabama. Mm -hmm. All right, Mm -hmm. so he leaves, so you get someone else. Yeah. Well, yeah, you say that. Uh, Did you see how hard it was for them to get somebody else, including Jalen Milrow, this offseason? And that was Alabama, which I hadn't seen too often where they had to – claw and scratch for a good you playmaker. Can't, look, you, you cannot make a decision on a coach because one player. Oh, no, no. It's you just can't. one person's opinion, too. But at the same time, you are looking at what you have, and you're looking at what best suits them. They also and, have a five-star quarterback coming in by the name of Julian Sane, who apparently is the real deal, yeah. like a top 15 recruit. So mm-hmm. believe me, you, you, if, if you think he's your right guy and he's the guy to lead you post-saving, 
Right. You're not worried about what your starting quarterback or any other player thinks. No, I, I won't argue there, but I, my whole question is, would I ever say Bill O'Brien is the right guy? I, I just don't think I would. And, and, and so I, I have no idea. I just uh, – he did do some – really solid things up at Penn State. He did a good job, and then it deteriorated around him in Houston. Uh, And he went up to New England to rescue Mac Jones this year, another guy that he had hands on and couldn't do squat. Uh, And and that was a bad situation up there. I totally get it. But if if I'm reaching and we talk about Alabama reaching, hey, he may end up on their list. He he might. Uh, But I, I, I would be a little cautious. You know, one thing that Nick has always been good at is embracing but also keeping that Bama nation at arm's length. You know what I mean? He's always been good at representing Tuscaloosa and Alabama, being proud and, and, and always selling it, but then also kind of keeping them at bay whenever he needs to. He could scold them through the media. Remember what he did when it came sure. to the NIL? Scolded them through the media. And, and the next thing you know, they're, they're pouring in Bama dollars to support the NIL because they couldn't support guys. And so, and heck, any of these guys that we talk about, you really need a guy that can navigate the NIL and transfer portal world. And it would seem to me those are guys that are in there right now. Like you said, Matt, a guy ahead right now that has already dealt with this storm on a daily basis, not two years ago, <laughs> not even last year on a daily basis. A guy that's in it now. A guy that's in the that's literally in the sewer right now. Right. Which is right. what Kiffin is. Yeah. That's that's the job. I mean, honestly, if if Matt Rule lasted one more year with the Panthers, uh-huh. it would have been the perfect job for him. But now he's got his job in Nebraska. He's not leaving Nebraska. Mm-hmm. So you you can see different. Although guys you did where say would you would fit. love an entrenched coach to be plucked away, Matt, just for the content purposes. Yeah, that's oh what he God. wanted. Yep. If he left Nebraska, it would be like the world would end in Nebraska. That's number one. And then you it mean would, to tell me they wouldn't I'm grow here corn for it. anymore? It would, it would be wild, I'll tell you that. Uh, it's so wild. funny because uh, the text line says, this FSU fan can sense the disappointment from the Florida and Miami fans on your show that Mike Norvell is staying at FSU. And, and so you're <laughs> right. If, 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 yeah, if Matt Rule JJ, leave, please respond to that accordingly. <laughs> Or is that your official response? Yeah, I think I that was it. could care less if Mike Norvell is at Florida State. Not scary, uh, that guy. Yeah, and he, he, doesn't, he doesn't scare you. He really doesn't, but he has done a good job. He really has. So he has stepped up to the plate. He's made FSU. What did you say? He beat Florida he, when he had a quarterback who didn't he, complete he, a pass for, what, yeah. 30 minutes or something Oh, yeah, like that. it was 30 <laughs> minutes of game time, not 30 minutes of real time. Game time that Anthony Richardson did not complete a pass. Before we headed to our last break, J.J. gave us an interesting tidbit (laughs) after I rattled off all of the All-Pros this year, according to the Associated Press and the National Football League, which includes long snapper Ross Matisik. And what was that fun fact, J.J. LaSalva, back at 1010XL headquarters? Well, the Jets have a new All-Pro player as well. Mm. Who is that? Is it Sauce Gardner? Is it Quentin Williams? I think that he is. It is a Williams. I actually have to check if he made it. Yeah, okay, check, please. Because, Sauce did uh, make Quincy it, by the way. Quincy Williams is the story of the day in Jacksonville. Yeah, exactly. 
And so if, if, if Quincy is that, that's a guy that came through this building, and it was one that uh, I'll never forget. I think it was Daniel Jeremiah, uh, but the NFL Network, I'll never forget, scrambling to find out in the third round, you know, Quincy Williams, a little more about this guy. Uh, I'm not fully aware of him. Yada, Safety yada, yada. out of Murray State that Dave Caldwell raved about, said we're going to move him to linebacker. He's going to be a special teams demon and then was only justified because a day later Kyle Shanahan got on the microphone and said, yeah, if the Jags didn't take him, we will. Yeah, and, and so Soft he Gardner, looked by like – way, was also an all-pro. Yeah, that's oh, what yeah. I thought. Yeah, so he looked like this raw specimen that could fly to the football, would blow you up, physical, so on and so forth. Anyway, it didn't work out here. It did not work out. Uh, and Quincy he didn't Williams, get much of a chance. No, no. Well, first of all, he got th- got it's, thrown into the fire year one. The yeah. Telvin Smith situation, I mean, is unprecedented. Yeah. There was nothing you could really do. But the depth wasn't there. Shocking, I know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they had to thrust him into a position in which he had not played. And he was lost. His entire college career. And he's next to Miles Jack, who's also playing out of position at the time. And so that was year one. Year two, much of the same. But then Joe Schobert was brought in, so he became mm-hmm. more of a depth piece. And year three, Herb ran him out before he even got onto the field in a regular season game. Yeah. I also think it was yeah. just he's he just started to get more comfortable with the idea of the NFL. Well, playing Robert the NFL Sala got a honestly, hold of him. honestly, yeah. he so, so, was not that good when he was here. Okay? No, no, he no. was the one that co- that trademarked the phrase. I felt like my head was in a beehive. Yeah. Right. He was the first one who said that after his rookie year. And so I, I agree with the idea that he was thrown into the fire and just was at that point not good enough. But that's the whole idea of coaches. We'll have Coach Campo in a little bit. You have to develop players. That is your job. And they so, also need to be developed in the right scheme and yeah. getting with Robert Sala. Yeah. And Sala did a good job up there. there. Give the him right credit. Uh, and look, there aren't too many, which is crazy, there aren't too many fines in the NFL draft class through the years that have gone on to stardom elsewhere, okay? They either weren't stars here or weren't stars elsewhere. And so there's enough of those misses uh, all over the place. But at the very least, this guy did kind of go through a reclamation project. He went up there, played with his brother, Quinnen, the big man in the middle, another Bama man. uh, And Quincy Williams has thrived up there. So you have to give him credit because he definitely has has made his share of plays. All right, we mentioned this earlier, and let's at least touch on it. Uh, Your order, Matt, just right off the top of your brain, top five coaches in college football right now that Nick has exited the building. Kirby's number one. Kirby's one. Yeah. Would anybody argue that? No, I, don't I don't think I don't, anybody no. would argue I Kirby's number no, one. I don't see how you could. And three, maybe. <laughs> right. Yeah, he's, probably. He's, he's, he's way Are high up. Are we counting up, Harbaugh as still being we a college We have to right yes, now. Yes, as of now, so, he yeah. is still the head if, coach of Michigan. If we are counting Harbaugh, he's, Harbaugh's got to be two. And then do you put Day? And then I think you, I think Ryan Day. Then the next three, four, five is going to be any kind of Ryan Day, Kalen DeBoer, um, Steve Sarkeesian. And by the way, there's a lot of KDB. By the yeah, way, yeah. By the put, way, put Dabo in there. KDB and Sark just barely got into this conversation, man. Hang on, real quick. I'm going to get back to Dabo. Um, I think Lane Kiffin's got a little argument to be in that top five right now, too. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. Bro, bro, at I, Ole Miss, you will not at stop. Ole Miss. I, okay, I well, do what not. about a guy who won national? He's titles won ten at Clemson. games in two of the last three years at Ole Miss. All right, I do not like going here this early, but I think I am. Matt is in love with another guy. <laughs> I'm not. A, I'm. Look, you guys have to. You guys have to realize that. He, like, he, I think he's, he's a good normally, coach, but I don't like how you make it so we have to hate on him because you, you guys are. He normally <laughs> reserves. This you guys have. For you guys are talking about about Dabo. What What's happened the last what three years with Dabo? Well, he well, won he 11 games this year, just like you said. 
You know, right? Uh, right? He Kiffin won, won okay, 11 first games. Of, first off, and the kid from Spartanburg sparked a, a, Spart- what, a five Shout game? Shout out to Kyle. Tyler, baby. Tyler yeah, from Tyler. Spartanburg. Yeah, a a five-game win streak to finish out the year. And so, look, I do think Dabo is hungry coming back. Uh, and He better be. Yeah, I, he's got to match. I just think, how can you just go on this season? You know, like when you're talking about the best coaches – like Lane yeah, has Dabo proven a lot. Yeah, didn't have a great year this year, but I mean, he didn't Jesus. have a great year last year either, or the year before. What? Yeah, it's been it's been just a, a little. Two years ago, he had the, the conference championship, and it's just been a little bit of a decline. That's all. He he lost two coordinators that were highly valued, uh, and he's had a difficult time replacing them. He's had two five star qu- quarterbacks in the last five years, yeah. and neither one of them have really developed under him. Right, but look, we can go down the line with DJ Uyunglele and Klubnik. Yeah. We can go down the line with five stars that have started one place and have already left and gone somewhere no, else. No, I, I, I understand that. All I over understand the place. That. All, all I'm saying is he, if you really look at Dabo, I, I think Dabo's done a great job, okay? Very, I, I don't want to wow. be any – there's no confusion about Thank that, okay? Thank you for admitting that. He also had two of the greatest quarterbacks in college football in the last 40, 50 years. Who got yeah. them there? Yeah, he did. No, no, he did. I'm not uh, – JJ, yeah. I'm not saying that. I know he did, and I know he developed them too. All I'm saying, it's a lot easier to be an elite coach when you've got an elite guy at the most important position on the field. Is it easier in college football when you get those guys or harder? <laughs> I can't quite figure it's, this out. All right, uh, let's hit a that real quick. <laughs> that just happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. So – the first notable name from the University of Alabama to announce they are leaving the university since Nick Saban's departure is here. Mm-hmm. Isaiah Bond, mm-hmm. the hero from mm-hmm. the Iron Bowl this year who caught the fourth and Milrow pass that won the game for the Crimson Tide. With a is, great Brad Nessler call. Is expected to enter, enter the transfer portal according to On3Sports. Bond. Isaiah Bond. It was so great. Uh, but, yeah, they have 30 days, yep. 30 days once their coach – makes the announcement if they do want to move on they can seek other spots in uh, in the college football world without penalty and so that's definitely going to be one that people are going to be keeping their eye on that's for sure he won't be the only one there'll be more all right so you guys if you want to put the x poll together jj uh put your order together the top five coaches in college football uh, and see how many of them will jump in on that. Uh, you definitely want that. Another one? Yeah, let's hit saying? another one because this one, another that? This one mm-hmm. is – You're uh, welcome, is, Florida is, Home AC. Is interesting. Yeah, you're right. That just happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. So there's a couple of faulty reports floating around X with regards to this, but this one's legit from the athletics, Kalen Caller. Um, it's Friday, January 12th. Caleb Williams has not yet declared for the draft. The deadline is Monday. On Wednesday, she called Carl Williams, Caleb's dad, and asked the de- why the delay. He referred her to the publicist who declined comment until everything is buttoned up. And by that, what can you interpret until everything is buttoned up? All right, we'll live off of that coming up here in just a second because that would suggest staying in the college world as opposed to advancing to the NFL world because there's nothing buttoned up about that. All right, we'll get into it. Uh, we were hanging out at Mocama Beer Company, their beautiful tap room. Fernandina Beach, this was an old 1950s car dealership, and they basically put it together where you can walk in and you can just see uh, atmosphere surrounding, and you can see those beautiful taps, and they can pour all their creations for you. They've got the big barrels uh, in the back where they are right now 
the brewmaster making more magic back there. Mokama.com makes you drop on by here. Or look for them when you're heading out and enjoying some great craft on tap, like at an Iceman game, or anywhere else if you're picking it up at Total or ABC. It's a big hair, heavy metal Friday on XL Primetime. DJ JJ back at 1010XL World Headquarters and is accepting your song suggestions at 641-1010. That is the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. We are live at Mokama Beer Company up in Fernandina Beach. Mia O'Brien, Josie, Matt Hayes, Leon Searcy off today. Coach Campo will join us momentarily. Matt just brought it up, and I've had it bookmarked waiting to talk about it as we look ahead to this weekend's NFL playoff slate. Uh, We've been talking so much about the weather in Kansas City which I can tell you from firsthand knowledge of my friends that live in the Midwest, there is an expectation they could have close to 26 inches of snow accumulated (laughs) over the last week. And then then. then it's going to drop to negative three after that. And the wind chill, what did they say, around whatever third quarter? Minus 31 is what I saw this morning. By the time the game ends. So we've, we've spent a lot of time on that. But now a winter storm watch has been issued for the Bills-Steelers game per the National Weather yep. Service. 65-mile-per-hour wind gusts and at least over a foot of, of snow. snow. It's, you know, it's funny. It's, so uh, I might want to look at the under, the under in folks. that game. So 35-and-a-half <laughs> is what it was. Vivek Ramaswamy is literally in his car right now doing a live, doing a live show on, on YouTube, and it says live from an Iowa blizzard. Oh, yeah. No, it's bad right now. No, so it's funny you bring that up, Matt, because I was just telling some of our Fernandina Nooners about this. There's a chance that they won't be able to play the basketball game, the men's game tonight at Iowa, but the women's game tomorrow that's a top 15 clash between Caitlin Clark and then Indiana because they don't know if people will be able to safely get there. In addition to – I don't know how they do it. They don't know how the team from Indiana is going to get there because they don't think the plane could land. Like, I, don't, I mean, I don't understand the something. Chiefs. Just I've go had, play the game in St. Louis in the Dome. Well, what are the Chiefs doing, seriously? I've had six days of hellish weather. I'm done with winter, okay? I saw it's going to be 27 <laughs> here on Wednesday yeah. as the low, and I was like, yeah, no, I ain't leaving the house yeah. till I have to. I, like, it's 50 degrees, and I'm done with the winter, okay? <laughs> done! <laughs> okay? Uh, Mokama, you know what it means? It's worth – hang on, let me make sure I get and this. And somehow, some their, way, while well, you look slogan, that up, right, Because it is near the big water where the sun is born. I need that warmth, okay? I cannot tolerate winter. Are you ready for this? Mm -hmm. You're not going to believe it. What do you boys think the total is right now? We'll do Dolphins first, and then we'll do Bill Steelers. What do you think the total is right now on my bookie? Well, I could just tell you I wouldn't be surprised if Steelers' Bills is off the board. So It's not yet. Okay, 31? 34. Okay. I was expecting it to be even lower. Yeah, because when we were – like originally talking, it was 36, 35 and a half. So if it's gone down to 34, that makes sense. And I thought it might even tumble more than it that. It may, given this, this the, you know, the inclement weather up there. What do you think Chiefs Dolphins over under right now? See, I'm trying to remember what I saw. You're not going to believe it. Um, hang on, hang on. Don't let us Because it's, it's a high number. It's in the mid-40s. No 40. way. No way. It's in the mid-40s. Is it really? Yeah, like uh, 40. No. 40 <laughs> uh, TLD's legs, 44 inches. I would have said like 38 and a half, maybe. No, they're expecting. Mid-40s? 43. Bang it is 43. It's wow, 43. I wasn't far off. I'd still bang that under. Yeah, well, I, I would in that one more than I would maybe in the other one because you can, like, 
Buffalo lives in that world. Pittsburgh lives in that world. Tua, no isotoners? What are you thinking, man? That easily could be like You're from Hawaii, yeah, and you're going to yeah. roll in without any Danny Marino protection? Uh, and, and they're talking about both of those teams will try and run the football, obviously. I'm surprised, 43? Okay. Because I knew it was in the mid. I thought it was like even as high as 45. Oh, it was originally. Yeah. It's a four-and-a-half-point line, by the way, in terms mm-hmm. of the actual spread with the Chiefs' favor. The Bills are favored by nine-and-a-half over the Steelers. But it, it is going to be fascinating, not one but two snow games in the NFL playoffs this weekend, super wild-card weekend. Before we get back to your Jacksonville Jaguars, who will unfortunately not be taking part in that, let's hit on what we teased heading into this second segment of the 1 o'clock hour. Caleb Williams has not officially announced – that he will head to the NFL draft because they are, quote, still buttoning things up. What do you make of that, Matt Hayes? Uh, I think he's a drama king is what I think he is. And, and he when loves, you mention he loves the drama, he loves it to be all about Caleb Williams, and, he, and he's, he's trying to put, his, put himself in the best situation. He's not going back to USC. Right. That's a bad team right now. He's not going back and playing at USC. Now, would he go and transfer to wherever? Maybe. Maybe if he gets you know a five million dollar uh, a five but, million dollar nil deal added on to the deal he already has with American Airlines and Dr Pepper and all the other ones he's got, it's possible. I guess he's not going back to USC. But it's no funny way. as soon as as soon as Mia mentioned the dad, I immediately thought helicopter dad, and then I immediately thought, okay, they're going to try and maneuver and manipulate, and this is this is a common practice. Because I'm trying to remember, did Joey Burrow's dad step in at one point? No. No, no, no. no, I'm trying to remember. One of these guys did it. I'm trying to remember who did it. But anyway, anyway, they all float the idea that I may stay because I don't want to go to that team. Remember? Yeah, yeah. yeah, This is a very popular uh, refrain, and you have basically the the days are, are counting down. Deadline is Monday. Yeah, Monday is the 15th. And so. They're going to play the game until the last possible minute. Heck, it took Marvin Harrison Jr. until yesterday to say that he was going pro, which is just nuts So, uh, because of this chatter about some $25 million that was going to come his way. Here's a little bit more from the Athletics Report. Um, they wonder if this is part of the father of Caleb Williams' big strategy to disrupt the status quo, which, of course, he brought up in the GQ article back in September in which he said, quote, he's got two shots at the apple. If there's not a good situation, the truth is he can come back to school. Caleb Williams hasn't hired an NFLPA certified agent. Multiple scouts said they don't expect him to. He is building out an unconventional management team. Right. He's going to be like Lamar. He's not, he doesn't, he's not going to need an agent. He's going to try and do it himself. Well, okay. Look, Lamar set the bar. Whether whether agents out there, and I have a lot of friends who are agents, whether mm-hmm. they like it or not, Lamar set the bar. Right. Lamar negotiated for himself, sat out. Everybody was saying he was an idiot. What, is, what are you doing? You didn't play well. You were injured the previous two years. He got the best deal of any quarterback. Yeah, and, now and he now he comes up with an MVP season. Yeah, he, he set the bar right now. If you're talking about 6% or whatever it might be of – that's a lot of cash, yeah, man. Yeah, Of now, once you get to that of, second of contract. Of the total deal is what yeah, it is. Yeah, once you get to that second contract, it's a quarter of a billion dollars or more. Think of, think of that, Cheddar. Okay, so, yeah. That, Let's that's, just say it's what? What was, what was Deshaun's $220 million, right? Yeah, and again, he so was originally. of $220 million is about what? Well, he was originally promised 130 guaranteed, which is this number right here. 18, if he 19 took it. million? Yeah, if it was originally 130 guaranteed, which already would have been, what is that, $7.8 million that would have been the commission? And then you can double that, basically. So, yeah. So we don't think any of this has to deal with they need confirmation from the Chicago Bears that they are selected. Everything has has to do with it. 
In other words, they're posturing left and right because the staff, Matt Everflus, made the decision to let go of basically the offensive staff. So people are trying to read the tea leaves there. What does that mean? Does that mean they're keeping Justin Fields or they're going to go get a staff that they think is better for the next guy that they think is better? And that has to be part of the, of the discussion. Oh, yes. Yes, 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 yes. Because if he's not the guy, then – uh, he wants guarantees and assurances. You're not going to get that. Well, he, he probably wants them from the Bears, clearly mm-hmm. because we don't know what the Bears are doing with that pick, right? We don't right. know if they're going to keep Justin Fields, but he wants assurances from them because he has no idea who they could trade that pick to. Right. So that's the issue. Yeah, exactly. And you start looking around, which is what happened last year. Carolina reached. They went and got Bryce Young. We all know that that didn't work out. So, you know, you got all sorts of possibilities and tentacles to this. But like I told Nia a second ago, everything has to do with it because they're trying to figure out exactly uh, what everyone else's move is and then based Plus, on that what their move is. I'm not sure he's the number one overall pick. I mean, he hasn't gone through any of the interviews, any of the, the combine, the yeah. pro day, none yeah. of that, yeah. because those things change rapidly. Mm-hmm. I would not be shocked at all if Jaden Daniels ends up being the number one pick mm-hmm. at all. And so Jordan Reed's a guy who keeps an eye on this, and like we said, we're keeping an eye on all of them, but uh, 15th the deadline for underclassmen to declare. Those that have yet to say which way they're going, Caleb Williams heads that list. But if you're just looking at other big names, J.J. McCarthy, there's a – chance that he comes back there's also a chance that Jim Harbaugh comes back which we don't think is likely at all Travion Henderson the running back from Ohio State why would he come back I have no idea you got Rome Odunze the wide receiver at Washington has not said what he he's going to do yet he did today. he did yeah. say it earlier yeah. today okay earlier so today. so now we're at least okay because okay, we're a couple days away so he finally has made his decision and why wouldn't he make the decision to go pro so there's still a few of them that are trying to make that ultimate call on where they're going to go. And the guy at the top wants to hold all the cards, if he can. Let's ask a guy who has picked number one overall, even if it was not as the head coach, but mm-hmm. as, a, as an assistant coach, as a coordinator. Coach Campo. Well, believe me. Would you he, mind put, popping on that headset real quick, a little early debut of uh, Campo on something. the Friday program? I'm going to tell you what Coach is about to say. He damn sure would like to have had some more say on that quarterback <laughs> position. Right, Coach? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but, Coach, when you hear this, that, you know, because obviously when you were with the Dallas Cowboys, you guys, you know, the number one pick was a big question mark. Right now the number one overall pick is a big question mark for the Chicago Bears. Do they trade it? Do they keep Justin Fields? And now the guy who's presumed to be the best quarterback on the board is trying to play cat and mouse, it appears, with them. Well, I heard a little bit about, you know, on the way in on the radio with you guys, and, and I think it's, it could be very true that uh, Caleb Williams is a drama queen. And I said that, king, Coach. Huh? I said king. I didn't say queen. Well, yeah. uh, drama, yeah, drama yeah. king. Drama king. Yeah. Is there uh, such a thing? Drama oh. king. I apologize. There's anything wrong with that. <laughs> yeah. Right. Coach. I don't think that's the of our times. But, but to be honest with you, I, you know, I think that there is a question as to whether or not he is the first pick. So, you know, I look at it like he's weighing his options. Mm-hmm. If he is the first pick, literally, they, Chicago could be talking to him right now. You can yeah. negotiate with the first pick. Yeah, number one overall. So when you, start, when you start talking about, well, you know, I haven't, I haven't buttoned things up yet. I think it depends on what his agent's hearing from the Chicago Bears and, and where the agent thinks he's going to go. We got picks to make. Yes. We got Coach Campo in the house at Mokama Beer Company. JJ's going to fire it up. We'll run through the NFL slate because no more college football, sadly. Who do we have winning on this Super 
wild card weekend. We will make those picks and circle back to your Jacksonville Jaguars as well. Coming up next on a Friday edition of XL Primetime. It's a big hair, heavy metal Friday on XL Primetime. On a Friday, you might, if you go to YouTube, you might see J.J. flashing uh, the tats uh, on a big hair heavy metal uh, Friday because he (laughs) definitely gets it going. Uh, That's for sure. You can go to the uh, YouTube, search 1010XL, and see the live cast. We are here inside the the beautiful walls of Mokama Beer Company. And, and Coach, as you said it just a second ago, this is an old 1950s car dealership. Talk about ambiance, atmosphere, just casual setting. Pretty nice, I, huh? I think I, 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 this is my first time here. You know, I mean, I don't get up to Fernandina that much. But I'll tell you, uh, they're doing it right. You know, what they did with this in the historic district to have not only the beer but coffee. You, you're bringing in more people, and, and it's it's really nice. Uh, and but, and well, they got a cheesesteak uh uh, truck. Food truck. truck right yeah. outside yeah. the door. I got so. some coming. I got some Krabby Fries coming just for you, Coach, oh, to the table. You, so thank, we'll be ready to rumble. Thank you very uh, much. A yeah. question for you from some of the Fernandina Nooners. You're a longtime NFL coordinator and coach. You coached in college. You don't drink coffee, and you also don't drink beer. What was it? That kept you up until 11 or 12 o'clock at night. Just, I think, Campo. That's all it just was. Just being Campo. Campo. He's just, yeah, a just mis- petrol my, Campo. Just my energy. Well, yeah. especially in light of the conversation yeah. that Reese Davis well, had with Nick Saban. Yeah, well, I was going to say that. Yep. You know, I'll tell you what. I'll be honest with you. I've had a couple of opportunities in some of these spring leagues. Mm-hmm. And at 76, now he's 72. So, uh, you know, I, I, I was finished at 72. That's mm-hmm. basically when I finished. Yeah. And the reason I haven't done it is because when I look at something, it, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it with everything I've got. Right. Which is and, how Nick and, is describing it, and right? And really, to be honest with you, when you get to this age, uh, you know, there's some other things that you might want to do. And it really does, you and know, I, I'm not going to do it. And I can see where a guy that's so driven, uh, probably more driven than I am, Nick yeah. Saban. I've known him for a long time. Yeah. I can see where he would make that decision. And he admitted, he's like, I can't stay at the facility till midnight anymore. Yeah. And, and, you know, wake or stay until 2, work until 2 a.m., wake up at 6 and do it all over again. And I did that for a lot of years. I'll be honest. Without coffee. Yeah, yeah. And I have to uh, give credit to my wife for being able to handle that. So some of it is, you know, at this particular time in life, you know, you know you don't have that much left. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, right. you don't know how much. It'll right. be tomorrow. Right. And, that's, you know, that's the point I made yesterday yeah. is you, you're either going to spend the next 20 years with football or with yeah. the woman you love. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and, and I'll they've be been married honest, 50 years. So. And I'll be honest with you. What I'm doing now with you guys is really keeps me close. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's why a lot of people go in, you know, the coaches go into the media because it keeps them close. But it's better for your heart and stomach. Keeps most a foot into, it. it keeps it's a like, foot into the football. Yeah. And, and we gave you advice yeah. with gambling. Right. Absolutely, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. And and being part of this group, I feel like I'm with a team. And so you're that's, the coach. that's right. What and it, he's exactly and you know what? Listening yeah. to that Nick Saban interview, which again, a- after our program, go go watch it on YouTube after the Frangie Show too, and after Rick and all that. But like in your spare time this weekend, go listen to it because everything that Coach has said to us about what 1010 means to you, being part of a team, having your toe dipped still in the football water, still talking to people in town, like that is what Nick Saban literally echoed. Yeah. And it, it's, a, it's a truth that being part of a team since you're nine years old 
You can't just now all of a sudden be on your own. Yeah, and that's the biggest thing. The thing I miss about it is the camaraderie and the players. And, uh, you know, I love it when we have a when you guys have a guest, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that come in from the Jaguars or whatever. You know, right. that's that's really what you, I miss. But you have to do an inventory in your mind, in your brain, about your commitment level, and it's right. long range. It ain't right. just tomorrow. Right. Uh, and like you said, you want to give it everything you got. Well, you can't give everything you got to everything anymore. Uh, it's Toby Keith right now. It's, exactly. uh, I ain't as good as I once was, but I'm a good once as yeah, I ever exactly. was. Exactly. And, yeah. and uh, you know, I had an opportunity to go to Switzerland this year as a head coach of a brand-new franchise. Right. In the in a league over there that's been going for three years, and what the guy said to me was, "It's like a paid vacation." Well, I can pay my own vacation. That's not really what I want to do. Yeah, I, you're you going know, to if, coach. if I go to Switzerland, I want to go there to see everything, not to All coach. Right, now, listen, uh, you uh, you now are going to be charged with making some picks yeah, yeah. Uh, here uh, at Mokama Beer Company, uh, which, by the way, Mokama near the big water where the sun is born. I love that slogan. Uh, JJ, run our picks, my man. Now, the Otterson Wealth Advisors Risk-Reward Picks of the Week. Otterson Wealth Advisors, your goals, our expertise. All right, I would say if you went 28 games above 500 against the spread, that would be a pretty good season. Congratulations yeah. to me after going five and yeah. one last week is now sixty nine and forty one. Whoa! Nice. Ah, unbelievable! Like, Not uh, unbelievable. I know Mia. I would like to put some money on that and see where we go. <laughs> Joe is in second with it's really about second place, folks. Joe is second with sixty and fifty against the spread. I'm one game back of him. Campo two back of him. Leon three back. So, do I get a trophy? Do I get dinner? He or doesn't like, talk about me. He doesn't even bat. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Go uh, out and order whatever you want. It's on me. We never yeah. Ernest actually, already said he's taking care of it. No, pre, uh, no winners from past seasons have actually won anything. Former champion, that's all I got. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, maybe we'll work on a trophy or something this year. All right. All NFL. I'm Dabo Sweeney right now is what I am, right? If we want to get Matt's record, he is 48 and 62 against the spread. Only guy under 500. All right. All NFL games. We'll go in order, uh, Saturday to Monday. So, Browns at Texans. By the way, I have all of Leon's picks, so I'll give those. Okay. Um, Browns at Texans. The Browns on the road are favored to win by two. Leon has the Browns. See, here's the funny part. If the Jags were hosting the Browns, I was picking Joe Flacco to become a pumpkin. Mm-hmm. Naturally, I am now picking for him to stay intact for at least one more week, defeat the Houston Texans, but I don't think it's because of Joe Flacco. I think that Cleveland defense is going to get it done. It's going to leave a lot of people here in Duval questioning, why didn't you just hire Jim Schwartz in the first place, Doug? Um, mostly also because I would love to see Joe Flacco go back to Baltimore against his former team in the divisional round. Yeah, you can root for results. There's nothing wrong with that. But I think Jimmy Schwartz, if, it were, if I remember right, he was a guy who got to sit in the back of the room and watch some interviews go down uh, inside the bank, which is still a mystery to me that that actually happened. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the points. I'm just going to see if I can cut in just a little bit. I'm going to take the points. I'm, I'm looking at uh, the fact that I do not like the Houston Texans, number one, and I actually coached in Cleveland. So I'm going with the Cleveland Browns. And I'm so did Nick Saban and Bill Belichick. So yes. you know what? I, I'm one of those guys. In honor of them. And you know the thing, Coach, with the way they are coaching on the defensive side, they play a lot of man, and C.J. Stroud's struggled that's a little where, bit against that's that. His, that's his Achilles heel, yeah, in my yeah. opinion. 
Wait a second. So Browns, Browns, Browns. Everybody's taking Browns. Joe took the Texans. So am I. Straight up. Straight up. JJ, you're taking the Texans. Matt taking them. Yeah. Surs. Surse took the the Browns. Browns. All right. Saturday night, only on Peacock. In frigid weather in Kansas City, the Chiefs are four and a half point favorites at home against Miami. By the way, I I saw a video. um, Waddle's definitely playing. Um, he looked pretty good Even in practice. Even though he has the high ankle sprain. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I, I would imagine he'll be out there. So the Chiefs are favored by four and a half. Leon has the Chiefs. See, here's the crazy part. In that sort of weather, which, by the way, Mike McDaniel's from Denver, so it's not like he's a stranger to cold weather, you're going to have to run the ball. Mm-hmm. And the Dolphins probably have the better run offense than the Kansas City Chiefs. But I'm going to go with the home team just because I, I think it'll be a four-point game. I think it'll be closer than many think. But I think if this Kansas City defense, which has been underrated all year, if they can force Tua to throw the ball, he will make some poor decisions down the stretch, and that will result in a Chiefs victory. If it is a four-point game, Miami will cover just to – Oh, right. You're yeah. right. Mm. Yeah. All right. So you're taking Miami. Are you yeah, taking I'm Miami? Yeah, I'm taking Miami. Okay. I'm taking okay. Miami. All right. Wow. So I believe that wow. Andy Reid hip-bumped Travis Kelsey and said, get <laughs> your house in order. All right? And so basically <laughs> – Sleep on it. Women weaken legs, Rock. <laughs> and he basically said, She better not get be at this game on your Sunday. house. No, she's going to be there. Yeah. Although maybe her plane can't land. And with that, I am taking, there's the Philly boys right there coming in with some cheesesteaks right there. Um, and so I, I'm, I'm going to lay the points because it, no wow. isotoners for Tua. Uh, so you're I, going with the Chiefs? Yeah. Kind of, uh. Uh, you know, this is a tough one because. Uh, I love Andy Reid, and and I have to commend J.J. since he is part of this picking system, Mm -hmm. to be honest enough to say that Waddle is playing. Yep, yep. He's giving you some Uh, injury disclosure. Yeah, yeah. I'm going with Andy Reid. I'm going with the Chiefs. I'm just sidetracked right now because apparently the Clemson players are ready for a team meeting. Um, Uh I'm going to go with – I'm going to go with the Uh-oh. Chiefs. Uh-oh. Right, you give me that look, too. I'm the same way. I'm going with the Chiefs. Chiefs Are they at getting home. ready for a team meeting? Just real quick, I'm going to interrupt real quick. Larry Williams, who works for Tigers Illustrated, he's covered Clemson for Forever. two decades. We've had okay? him on. He just said, in my third update of the day, we have additional nuggets and insight to share in the last 24 hours. R.E., Dabba Sweeney, and Alabama, while players ready for a team meeting and Clemson's assistant coaches remain on the road recruiting. Wow. John LaSalva Sr. and Linda LaSalva are about to have a really sad weekend. <laughs> yep, yep. They're about right. to go tally. Uh, who do you got, Matt? Oh, you can take the Chiefs. Okay, I took the Chiefs. I'm taking yeah, the yeah, Chiefs yeah. as well, but I really don't feel confident about it. Um, I could definitely see Miami winning. All right, Steelers at Bills. I saw them last week winning, and they didn't. So that's probably <laughs> that's why I'm against uh, the Steelers at Bills. The Bills at home, 10-point favorites. Leon took Buffalo. It's a big number, but this is the game in which the backup quarterback turns into a pumpkin. Mm-hmm. They're going to try to ride Mason, the Rudolph, red-nosed quarterback in that frigid Buffalo temperature. But you know Buffalo's going to run the ball. The Steelers are going to try to run the ball. And listen, Jalen Warren's a good little running back. Najee Harris, too. But I just think Buffalo's going to lock in and lock this one down. Well, I'm thinking of Santa when he says, Rudolph, <laughs> we'll eat my sleigh. Does Santa tonight. sound like Trent Balky? Well, he kind of does. <laughs> I think a lot of them actually do kind of sound like Trent. Coach. Rudolph. So he's going to need a blinking red nose to get through that snow, that lake effect that they're going to have up there. 
I do feel like they're going to tamp him down, uh, but there's only so many points here. Only so many points. So I'm going to – is it 10, JJ? 10. Yeah, I'll take him. I You're mean, taking the Steelers. Watch the Steelers. They're like average. I'm going with the Steelers as well. Oh. Defense range. Are you real? I, I think the Bills like blow them out. They yeah. should. I, I'm with uh, me and Matt on Route. this. I think the Bills win pretty big. All right, Packers at Cowboys. Another pretty big line. The Cowboys at home, seven-point favorites against Green Bay. Leon is taking Dallas. So, see, I'm rooting for the chaos of what happens if the Cowboys lose. Sorry, Coach Campo. Yeah. But it's still a young Packers team. I feel like Dallas heads will roll if that happens. I know, and I'm rooting for the content. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I'm going to pick the Packers to cover. How does that sound? I have a, I have a big enough lead in the standings that we're going to gamble. We're going to roll the dice. nothing to worry about. Right, I'm going to roll Are the you dice. you kidding me? I would love to see them make the Cowboys sweat because then, let's say they get blown out in the divisional round, then heads are still going to roll. Yeah, you do have the luxury, and, and I want to go in the same direction. Um because that, that half is definitely interesting. It's just I think seven. They may, yeah, oh, it is just seven now. Uh, I'll lay the points. Yeah, I, I'm, uh, I really think that out of all the years, this is the year that the Cowboys could go all the way. Mm. And after watching Dak Prescott down the stretch here, I'm going with Dak Prescott. I'm going with the boys. I hate jumping on the wagon because every time you do the Cowboys disappoint you but I, this is a route too they're, they're gonna route them pa- the right. Packers by the way youngest team in the national football league. yeah and their defense is just iffy up and down I think the Cowboys win too but it would be just like them to not oh you're All right. Right. yeah exactly <laughs> I'm right, with l- you there last two we gotta do them fast Lions at or excuse me Rams at Lions which to me is the most interesting game of the weekend uh, the uh, Lions our three-point favorites, Leon, is taking the Rams. 51-and-a-half uh, over-under, by the way. Yeah. It's going to be a high-scoring s- high affair. Um, this one's been tough. Uh, I would Can I can I say push? Am I allowed to Am I allowed to say that? Because I do think Detroit's going to win by three. Um, give me the Rams. I think the Rams find a way to cover in this one, too. I'm, I'm taking all the underdogs this week. Well, maybe. We'll see. Uh, still got one more game to go. You but, took Cleveland. Yeah, I, I did take Cleveland. So you're, you got one favorite. Yeah, you? I got one. I, I just think – I think – the most fascinating matchup. Or you take the Bills, too. I did take the Bills. The most fascinating matchup for me is a Lions run defense that is so good against Kyron Williams, the second-leading rusher, versus back in Detroit, Matthew Stafford against one of the worst pass defenses in the National Football League in the Detroit The Lions. other thing that I'm looking at is Sean McVay knows where Jared Goff's weaknesses are. Yep. Uh, and he knows where he can either dupe him into something or whatever. But they have given up their share of big plays. Both teams have. That's why that number is up where it's at. But I'm just going to keep going against the grain as far as my Lions are concerned because they've let me down way too many (laughs) times when I bet on them. So I will take those three points. Puka Nakua. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm going with Puka Nakua. Such a good player. Yeah. Matt? I said said this yesterday. I'm going to say it again. I mean, we're all forgetting about Jared Goff, who, oh, by the way, was insulted by the Rams, and they didn't think he could get him any further than where he got him to the Super Bowl. It's his revenge game. The Lions are a good team. The Lions are at home. I think the Lions win easy, double digits. I've, I'm 5 for 5 with matching picks with Matt. It's got me worried. All right. Yeah, you're going to go to last place. <laughs> you might be 1 and 4, <laughs> bro. Go the Lions last place. as well. Um, all right, last one, Monday night. Eagles on the road against the Bucks. The Eagles are still three-point favorites. Leon has taken the Birds. 
Uh, so, JJ, you gave us our update on Jalen Waddell. Here's the update from Philadelphia. No sign of A.J. Brown, who has a knee injury at Eagles practice. Reed Blankenship, the safety, was running, onto the, running off to the side. Doesn't look like he will practice either. Should also be noted that A.J. Brown reportedly led a players-only meeting this week in hopes to end the oh, team's late-season slump. He then promptly deleted all of his Eagles-related content from his Instagram. Give me the Buccaneers. Yeah, he's, he's in a full pout right now. And uh, he's not the first wide receiver to do it but he is the latest wide receiver to do it here's the thing too joe like last week everyone nationally was like oh the jags are all in there they're in each other's heads it's all what's this team yeah they're they're everybody we, picked against the, way, the, the jags last week and everybody's probably going to pick against the eagles this week too but we talked about finger pointing in this building at the bank and they're definitely is finger pointing over there and they're pointing at their head coach uh, much more there than they are maybe here i still am taking the eagles yeah i mean <laughs> hold it yeah Hold the phone. Uh, in in the deepest love and respect for Matt, I just won the toss, and I'm deferring. <laughs> now you can go. I'm taking Don't whoever wait. Matt took. I'm taking. So I, I just look at, like, the, the Bucks had to win to win the division last week, right? The worst team in the league. Scored nine. Nine nothing. Mm-hmm. They were on the road. I mean – they're, they're a, a, right, an so average got, team. Yeah, I'm taking the Eagles. Eagles, yes. Okay, I got the Eagles. Eagles, JJ. Eagles. All right. JJ, that's six oh. in a row. Man. Yeah, it is. Honor some <laughs> <laughs> wealth advisors, risk-reward picks. There you go, into the 2 o'clock hour. Mokama Beer Company, that is where we are at hanging out on a, it's well, I would say beautiful. It's always beautiful in Nassau County, despite rain, but drop on by because this is what I might describe as barstool weather. XL Primetime's Coach Dave Campo is brought to you by Bold City Heating and Air. Online at BoldCityAC.com. We get our motor running with our man, Dave Campo, in the 2 o'clock hour. He got in early so we could work in some picks. Our picks are in. The 2 o'clock hour is here. Joe C., me, O'Brien, Matty Hayes, Coach Campo. Missed some big search today, but he did send his picks in back at JJville. He's holding it down with some big hair, heavy metal. Any rock and roll suggestions, any kind of rock, we'll take them. 641-1010, you can hit the text line as we are at Mokama Beer Company. Hanging out, beautiful Fernandina Beach. And as you come into the historic district, you'll see them right here on the left as you're heading on South 8th Street. And it's not that far from downtown, so you can go there and Enjoy. You can come here and enjoy, uh, but definitely make it one of your stops if you're coming up to the Dina. And we love our Nassau Nooners, that's for sure. So here and their wildlife location, make them both of your stops when it comes to craft. And check out mokama.com if you are heading out and you can pick up some craft anywhere else on the First Coast. Now, let's do a, a real quick seg here, Coach, on Bill, Pel- Bill Belichick stepping away. You know, we sat with you on Tuesday, poured over the loss, but since then, Nick steps down, Pete Carroll steps down, Belly steps down, and within basically less than a 24-hour period, Gerard Mayo has been appointed. He was picked, hand-picked, it sounds like, by Kraft and maybe signed off by Belichick to take over that job. Well, I tell you, uh, you know, there's definitely a trend in the National Football League right now for young coaches, young offensive coaches especially. But Jared, you know, is a defensive guy, which is kind of unusual at this point in my mind. Mm -hmm. But uh, when they got – First minority hire up in New England too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, since they got him, uh, he's been projected 
Mm-hmm. I heard his name uh, the second year when he got the captain's job as a player mm-hmm. there, that, that he was a rising, uh, that they thought he was a, a great uh, fit for, for what's in the future. Right. So, Who would have thunk that possible from a volunteer, a yeah. Tennessee boy? Yeah. So which yeah. of the three surprised Pretty you? Pretty good the, player at Tennessee, the, by the way. Yeah, he was. And they already tweeted out, by the way, a mm-hmm. congratulations to Gerard Mayo. Which of the three, though, for you, Coach, having coached against and alongside all three of them, Belichick, Saban, Pete Carroll, which one shocked you the most? Pete Carroll. Yeah. yeah because, I had a feeling you may say that. Why? Yeah, yeah. well, uh, you know, I know Pete really well. And, uh, you know, I was up there a couple of years ago uh, when he was just turning 70. Uh, I, I went up to a game, and uh, his energy, I don't see it waning right. at all. And, and uh, you know, I think the other two, you could question whether or not they're the same as they were 10 years ago. I think he's the same today as he was 10 years ago, and he made that very clear. You know, I, I, everybody's saying that Belichick is going to go somewhere. Belichick hasn't made it clear that he's going anywhere. Right, right. Uh, Saban has made it pretty clear that he's done. Pete said, I tried everything I could to, to, to keep the job. Mm-hmm. So I think he feels like he's still got something going, and, that, and, and that's why I thought it was, uh, a, and he stayed, it was a shock. Yeah, he stayed in-house at least for now. Yeah, but I don't the, think he's staying for yeah. long, though, do yeah. you? No, I, I think he'll get another job. I really do. It, it, it does blow my mind, though, because 72-year-old, we talk about you know who's walking off in the sunset, both, both the same age in, in – um, and Belichick Bill, 70, so yeah, Belichick's yeah, 71. Excuse me, and Nick and, and Nick Pete. is 72, and Pete's 72. Yeah. You know, go ahead. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. I no, no, mean. go ahead. Well, they're different personalities. Right. You know, sometimes a guy that's uh, uh, so tunnel-visioned as both Belichick and Saban are, mm-hmm. sometimes it wears on them faster than a Pete Carroll, who I'm sure is works as hard as everybody but he's a, you know, outgoing, uh, you know, uh, it doesn't look like it, it, it's, the same, it's the same stress level right. with him as it is some other guys. Uh, Maybe the other, that's the case. Yeah, the other thing with Pete Carroll, like you said, boundless enthusiasm, personality. He gets players to play hard for him. Now, New England, year after Tom Brady left, they made it to the postseason. They've been dreadful since then. Right. Meanwhile, Russell Wilson leaves Seattle, and they basically – uh, rejuvenate Geno Smith and his career, they make it to the postseason, then this year they blew it down the stretch, right. not making it to the right. postseason. I guess other teams surged and they yeah. blew it. They did. Uh, they won that last game against uh, Arizona, but they let that game get away against the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, which definitely was not a good game uh, to lose, that's for sure. Right. So when, when you replace those guys, and we were talking about it earlier, Coach, you know, just the idea of when Nick Saban walks out, who's the next, you know, great set of coaches and we stopped after we mentioned Kirby Ryan Day you certainly could include Dabo in this conversation because he has two titles you definitely could name a couple of other ones but we're it's gonna be hard to fill that void as far as a consistent winner in the the college game well first of all when you start talking about the top guys Mm -hmm. which you're mentioning now yeah if if they want them at where they're at they're going to sweeten the pot just like they did with Nor- uh, Norvell mm-hmm. uh, so you know that comes into play but also when you're in a spot where you think you can win and the money is okay with you yeah. 
why would you want to follow Nick Saban, even though Alabama should be easily getting the best, but those other people are getting the best as well. There are a lot of uh, four stars out there and five stars over the course of the country. Mm -hmm. You know, so when you're at Ohio State or you're at, uh, you know, wherever these guys are from, if they're if mm-hmm. they've got a chance to win there, uh, the pressure is going to be on whoever takes that Alabama job more than any other one. And yeah. you and you would agree that if, if you're the first guy to follow the guy, like yeah, Barry Barry followed Jimmy, right? Which is just unbelievable. Beat. Yeah, beating right. The second guy's got the better chance to succeed. You would Correct. think, right? Correct. So whoever gets the job this time, he's going to have to be a unique cat exactly. to succeed, right? And maybe that's a guy that has kind of proven himself but is younger that has a chance to, to yeah, you know, at, a, at a maybe a little smaller program but has proven himself. Uh, you guys mentioned the guy at Kansas. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, I don't Leopold. think it's going to be him because I don't know that he, you know, has that much firepower. But, uh, you know, it could be somebody like that. But in the know. case of Barry, he has one less ring than Jimmy does. Yeah, and they they went they went back and won it. Yeah, you know? you're, but you or I could have coached that. Oh, team. Oh, I know, right? but he did. Oh, wait a minute. No so offense. He was the offense. Team. He was yeah, the defensive whoa, coordinator. You're Jerry Jones for yeah. crying out loud. Yeah. I proved that I couldn't coach that team. Yeah, he was the D coordinator. So, yeah. so <laughs> it was a little credit. different team when you got it. Yeah. yeah. Speaking yeah, of uh, speaking of D coordinators, let's take a timeout when we come back. <laughs> Quincy though. Carter. I do want to run through the comments. We mentioned it earlier in the program, Coach Campo, that. Uh, our boy Gus posted a list of potential defense coordinator candidates for the Jaguars. And our Nooner Nation, our 1010XL listeners have responded accordingly. Let's run through some of those and get your take as well on the other side right here on XL Primetime live from Okama Beer Company in Fernandina Beach. That just happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay, things are happening in Tuscaloosa uh, this is from um, Schlebach and Chris Lowe, who was the one who broke the story about Nick Saban retiring. So Washington's Kalen DeBoer, who guided the Huskies to the Pac-12 championship in the national title game, is negotiating a contract to replace Nick Saban, sources told ESPN. Whoa, that is big, ladies and gentlemen. Now, Katie, KDB, I call him because my daughter-in-law is KTB, KTB, yeah, KDB. Right. And so... This guy has had a meteoric rise, Matt, if he goes from where he was to Washington to the national championship game, which everyone obviously took notice, and now he, he goes into a and, – and by the way, you said, can he do it in the South? Uh, yeah, he can. It's just a matter of can he do it there. I, I mean, That's there's – there's, I mean, the, is he Brian Harzen, 2.0? Yeah. Um, it, that is, was a different – that, uh, that was a different – Deal, Boise State versus Washington. It's the same thing you're talking about, a guy who's been in the West all his That's life true. coming to the SEC and that trying to true. figure out how to win there. And this is even because, listen, a way uh, harder job bro, than Auburn. An hour ago I said, Kalen DeBoer, no, I don't think so. That does not make sense to me. But It's interesting, I'll tell you that. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a big, big swing is what it is. Mm-hmm. And who is his agent again? Uh, I don't know if it's Sexton or not. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought yeah. it was. I don't know if it is. Interesting. So, it should be noted, though, uh, Coach, as, as we turn to you, um, Kalen DeBoer's overall coaching record, and granted, this is as the head coach of – It is Jimmy Sexton. It is Jimmy Sexton. Mm-hmm. There we go. As the head coach of Sioux Falls and Fresno State and then the University of Washington the last two years, his overall coaching record, 104-12. and 12. But, again, Sioux Falls, Fresno State, Washington. When I look at him, I kind of look at uh, Napier 
mm-hmm. you know, a little bit because, oh boy. because you know, uh, he's – Tuscaloosa yeah. just got mad at Dave Campo right, right. there. But the, the, the thing that he does have a similar uh, personality and everything to Nick. Mm-hmm. You know, from what I understand, he's a, he's a grinder. Mm-hmm. That's and what they're so, looking for. So that's – and he's got, he's got a pretty good image, you know, and I think that that's kind of probably where they, they might be leaning in that direction. But remember this, my good buddy, Mike Price – Went from Washington State to Alabama, lasted three months. A little different situation, the strip club and this and that. I don't think DeBoer is going to get into that yeah, situation. Yeah, destiny. Destiny but, as they but, call uh, it. But that's, destiny, a, that's yes. a Washington guy going to Alabama, so that doesn't bore, bear, bore well for them. All right. Let's – oh, go ahead, Joe. I, I was just going to say, when, when you talk about basically you're trying to hire – a look, a personality, an organizational skill, uh, along with the ability to go out and recruit. I mean, we're talking about a lot of boxes that you have to check. Personality-wise, I always like to point this out. You are a bit of a handshaker, okay, a baby kisser, much more than a head coach in the National Football League. National Football League, you don't have to deal with anything like that. No, it's, in, in, in the college game, you got to embrace a lot of different areas. Yes, yeah, so, so, so here's why I think this is a unique choice, mm-hmm. okay? I think as far as a coach, specifically as a coach, he, I mean, it's hard to argue with what he's done, both at the NAIA level, at the, at the Group of Five level, and, and at Washington. He's never been in a situation at a school that's going to have this kind of attention. Mm-hmm. Fresno State is Northern California. It's in the, it's in the it's middle of the valley. Mild. It's in the middle of the valley. There's nothing going on there, okay? Washington also is a very quiet job. That's why Chris Peterson took it, mm-hmm. why he left Boise State and went to Washington, because it's a, comparatively speaking, a very quiet job. Mm-hmm. Now he's getting thrown into the literal meat grinder following the greatest coach in the history of coaching, right? 49 years of age. And, and now he's dealing with that monster that is Alabama football with the as big monster that is the Alabama fan base. This is going to and be you know a gi- this is going to be a giant transition. How giant. long does he last? Yeah. Honestly, he's, how all, long he's do you also think he not lasts? recruiting. He's never recruited in the South. Okay, yeah. never. Accor- according to Thamel, Pete Thamel of ESPN, he more than doubled his salary. Oh yeah. And so if you're looking at okay, can I do this? Will I do this? Do I want to do this? That's one of the main reasons. One of the reasons I brought up Mike Price is to be funny, but yeah. at the same time, the first thing that Mike said to me when he got there from Washington State. I called him and congratulated him, and he said, you don't understand. I've got a private jet. I can go anywhere in the country. I can do this, and I can do that, and I can do this. And I thought to myself, slow down, baby. You know, you got to win there. He said that too, I'm pretty sure. I did. I said, (laughs) slow down, Mike. Hold on now. He did say that later on down the road a few few months later. Exactly. um, I'm agreeing with you 100%. That's a a different – it's unlike anything Kalen DeBoer has ever imagined. I can right. tell you that right now. Okay, so and I and I agree with with everything as far as you know the enormity of it. And it's like we always say: you go to Gainesville, the expectations grow with whatever you know from Louisiana to to Gainesville uh, for Billy Napier. But this is a place that expects to win, has won, has uh, many many pelts that they're hanging. So, if Kalen DeBoer can coach, and it appears he can, right? Because look at the players he had on that team, Matt. He may not be like the all-world recruiter, but look at the players that he had on that team and what he was able to do with Michael Penix. Granted, Michael Penix is like, what, 
31, something like that. So he's a little Well, bit. Michael, he was also with Michael Penix and, and in Indiana, and so Indiana. he knew so, him and knew of him, knew how to develop and he, him, knew how to coach him. He, 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 was a, in a, he was in a very good situation. He there. did a tremendous job with him. Yeah. And so you have to ask, and, and I, in, in some respects, I don't mind the fact that the athletics director said, you know what? I'm going to go against the grain here. Yeah. Now, maybe it had something to do with four no's like we've talked about uh, because it went so far. This is how far it went. There was chatter that Tommy Reese was moving up in the conversation. That's how far down that list they had gone. But anyway, it's a big swing. I like what I see from him, but I have no idea where they'll be successful. Yeah. It uh, also in the was SEC. a five million dollar buyout yeah. at Washington, as opposed to I believe it would have been twenty two million for Dan Lanning. Way Oregon. affordable, and obviously yeah. Phil Knight yeah. also threw a bag at Dan Lanning, and certainly Florida State now paying Mike Norvell in case you missed it ten million dollars a yeah. year. I don't know exactly what his buyout is, but the timing worked out well. UW also just got a new athletic director. Uh, shout out to my old buddy Troy yeah. Dannon, formerly of Northern Iowa and Tulane, and so the timing kind of worked out, I think, uh, for Alabama to come in and. Post coach if he really was their guy okay so here's another good question when it's all said and done will Dan Lanning regret that he stayed a duck uh and will Kalen DeBoer be happy that he's not a husky or will it be hey I saw what was coming because I've been there, and I'm Dan Lanning, I'm saying. The that thing with Dan Lanning. That's a, I just want to see how yeah. that unfolds between those two. I mean, they're headed to the Big Ten. So he's headed to one of the two big conferences. So there's that. Check. The thing with Dan Lanning is, like, if he really is an SEC guy, what's the other SEC job he would take? Yeah, he's the one who had – Like, is he going to settle for an Ole Miss? He or, had more alignment. Uh, you know, a, he had a more Mississippi perfect, State? Yeah, he ain't leaving Oregon for those. No, he's only leaving for Georgia, and Kirby ain't going anywhere. Right, so he had more perfect alignment there. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, want to make sure we save enough time to run through these coaching candidates, get Coach Campos' take, defense coordinator for the Jags, who could they be looking at, who would be a good fit. Let's do it in our final segment from Okama Beer Company on XL Primetime. That just happened brought to you by florida home ac the official air conditioning partner of the jacksonville jaguars so after having two of their requested names blocked to interview for defense coordinator in Ijero avero of the carolina panthers and ryan nielsen of the atlanta falcons the jaguars finally have been granted an interview for the open defensive coordinator position that is with chris hewitt the longtime defensive assistant coach to john harbaugh in baltimore and considered as of the last two seasons, their pass game coordinator and secondary coach has never been a defensive coordinator, Coach Campo, but he was the passing defensive coordinator. Uh, can you explain, Slash, do you know anything else about Chris Hewitt that we should know about? Well, first of all, that's the new thing. You know, you got all kinds of coordinators to make sure that you keep guys and, and also you can uh, keep them from going to uh, other places <laughs> with lateral moves. So you give them these different titles. I don't know exactly what that means. I do know, though, that, that uh, one of the problems you have when you uh, decide to make a move like that, it's not you just can't go get the guy you want. You have to get who's available. And, and you know, uh, obviously, if the guy's never been a defensive coordinator, I think that's a little bit of a stretch. But, again, uh, obviously, someone's recommended him. Uh, I think people like what what Baltimore's doing on defense, and uh, you know that the guys that have been there, that have gone on, have been pretty good. Yeah. Right. So I, I, you know, I think that that's probably what why he's being looked at. There's nothing wrong with going. 
to where they're good. Right. In other words, that's where you go dig for gold, where right. there's gold. Right. Uh, right. And, and the Ravens have been very successful. They've had a pipeline, and we can go, heck, they promoted within uh, with Ozzie Newsome and, and kept another guy that knew how to identify talent, and they've right. continued to identify talent. Right. Uh, but the only thing that I would be a little worried about is this whole notion that Doug Peterson is going to hand the reins defensively to somebody that he won't have to worry about, Matt. And, and I, I just I would be cautious, okay? There was a first-timer here that two years into it, they looked at it and said, you're not putting all the work in, and they, and they dumped the staff, basically. Now, would they give another first-year or another guy a first opportunity? I, not saying I, it would be. You right. Know. I, I think Dave makes a great point, and this could be applicable to the Alabama job as well. You can't just go get the guy you want. Mm-hmm. It's got to be a guy that's available. Um, mm-hmm. And, look, I, I, I don't know. I, I would much rather have a guy where you're, where you're clear, look, this is his track record. This is what he's done. This is your hire. Mm-hmm. But how many guys are out there? Yeah. yeah. How many guys it's are tough. out there where you can do that? So then if you're saying, all right, then you need to take a chance with someone, then I would still rather have a chance with somebody, even if it's a college guy. Right. Even if it's like Mike McDonald, who right. worked a couple of years with the Ravens yeah. before he oh, went yeah. to Michigan and did great work in Michigan. Right. Someone like that. But, I mean, it's, they're, in a different, they're in a difficult spot right now if they can't get the guy they want because he wants to go somewhere else, like Leslie Frazier, whatever yeah. it is. And yeah. I'm going to say Leslie may just need to go through the hiring cycle. The right. one negative about Coach getting a big name, meaning a proven name, it's not like all these openings are going to say, hey, we got to get a defensive guy. Gerard Mayo is the first one that yeah. gets hired, and he's a defensive guy. But at the same time, Leslie may have to wait that out. Exactly. And as, you know, there's, that's a situation that you deal with every year. When, you, when someone leaves, mm-hmm. you, you have to uh, sift through everything and make sure a guy's available and whether or not he can – is he going to get blocked mm-hmm. because it's an upward mobility move or what are they going to do, yeah. you know. So uh, – and, and, and believe me, I, I don't believe this is the only interview they're going to have. So I don't know this right. guy. I do know that Baltimore plays pretty good defense and they have – for a lot of years. So, uh, you know, I think it's probably somebody. Listen, <laughs> Nick Saban, when, when I was out of a job at Cleveland, when Butch left, he interviewed me for the coordinator job down there, and Muschamps was in there at the same time, and I knew when I walked in that <laughs> Muschamp was going to get the job. But he was finding out some stuff about what right. we were doing. Which is know? the same reason that yeah. Baltimore requested an interview with Press Taylor yeah, one yeah. off-season ago. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. it's about the intel. Yeah, exactly. A fact-finding Michigan. Absolutely. Hear how others approach it. All right, so if you're looking at – let's just – Hit them as fast as we can. Uh, uh, Matt mentioned Mike McDonald, uh, Ravens defensive coordinator. He's among the list the Falcons are looking at. Ben Johnson's going to be on a lot of people's list. Bobby Slowick is These are for well. head coaching positions. Yeah, for head coaching. In other right. words, you're looking – because I believe this. Unfortunately, if you're going to get a – and Leslie Frazier is going to be included on interview list because it meets the minority rule, the Correct. ruling yep. rule. And so if you want a guy like that who absolutely can take over the defense, you're going to have to wait it out. And so if you look at – Let's, and I'm just looking at these names. Aaron Glenn, Lions defensive coordinator, another guy. You're not going to get him because that's a lateral move. He's being looked at as a head coach. But the fact that Frazier has been out and is now getting back in, that actually helps Jacksonville. So what I think is interesting, and again, just scrolling through, you know, we put it out there to see what you 1010 listeners are thinking. It's so fascinating because I think there's a large camp, you know, in, in support of Leslie Frazier, an established defense coordinator. 
There's certainly those of you who think Mike Zimmer or Wink Martindale needs to come in here to whip some tail and whip some sense into the Jags. But then still so many also suggest Ejero Averro, who, again, two years as a defense coordinator, the interview with the Jags blocked for now because he's interviewing for Carolina's full-time position. Of course, David Tepper did not make him the interim head coach. Mm -hmm. When he could have done that, and then that to at least test right, the at waters. least test the waters and see if he would be a potential fit as head coach, and and so it's interesting because and Demetrius Harvey of the Times Union just tweeted this out for everybody who thought they have to go the established old man route, clearly by the names they've requested, that's not necessarily not the right. case, and that's why I've always said it's got to be somebody that's compatible with the head coach. It, it you know it's one thing to want the discipline, but you don't want somebody on your staff unless you're pretty confident in what you're doing that, that commands kind of the same uh, that you do. You know, in other words, it, there's a lot of things involved. Plus, the teams that have gotten let go, Evero is, yep. is a perfect example. They're not going to let him go anywhere until they hire the next head coach. Yeah, and did he learn under so, Wilkes before Wilkes left? Because No, uh, he's part of the, uh, whatchamacallit, the, so he that, was in San Francisco. Okay. He was under yeah. that tree. Oh, so Wilkes goes out there, and then he came to. Yeah, they flip-flopped, okay. so okay. they yeah, actually weren't together. No. Yeah. So, so, so uh, even yeah. if he's not interviewing for head coaching jobs, mm -hmm. he can't, he won't interview as a defensive coordinator because he's already been a defensive coordinator, and they're not going to let him go until the Falcons hire the next coach mm -hmm. and he makes a decision whether or not he keeps him. I went through it. Mm -hmm. You know, I went under the table with Del Rio mm -hmm. because, you know, I had to sit there till, the, till they hired uh, the, the coach from uh, the Patriots who were in the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. And I knew he wasn't going to hire me because he was a 3-4 guy right. and I was a 4-3 guy. Mm -hmm. But I had to sit there until it you know, till that he was hired after the Super Bowl. But I had already brokered a little deal because of association, which you're not supposed to do. But with Del Rio, who played for me. Statue of limitations have gone by from that uh, 2000 yeah. Uh, yeah. Four, four hire. Yeah, right? and, and, and really uh, Tom Coughlin called me the day it broke that I wasn't going to be hired mm -hmm. and wanted me to come to the Giants. Mm -hmm. And I'd already gotten a deal. So you can't, you just can't get who you want unless you want to wait sometimes. And, right. and so, you know, do you want to wait? That's the key. Yeah, and you got to hope. That's all you – Frazier's an example. Exactly. You know, he's going to go through all the head coaching uh, and, deals. And I, and I don't blame him because yeah. you never know. Right. Uh, that's for sure. All right, we are wrapping ours up, Mocambo Beer Company. Uh, had a great time today. We'll brag on them one more time before we are done, and then we will say hello to the Frangie Show coming up next as they're getting ready for the River City Rumble. Now, the two-minute drill brought to you by Tire Outlet. Tire Outlet is now hiring. Visit tireoutlet.com slash careers, equal opportunity employer. Well, in the aftermath of the Jaguars' stunning loss to the Titans Sunday, I don't think anyone has done a better job of marketing than the University of North Florida. All of the <laughs> pleas to take your playoff ticket money, come to the River City Rumble tonight. I've heard tons of people that are headed that way. The Frangie Show is already on location, boots on the ground at UNF Arena. Lauren Brooks joining us now. Lauren, how are we feeling about the Rumble Part 1? 
I think it's going to be a fantastic game. Yes, we're here at UNF and uh, just watched a little bit of the UNF shoot around. Always fun to see that. But look, I think it's smart for UNF to, to make that, you know, ask of people because what else are you doing tonight? It's going to be raining. You may as well come watch some basketball. And if you've never been to either UNF or JU for the Rumble, you are missing out. Yes, the Ospreys won in convincing fashion over a Florida Gulf Coast squad over the weekend by 20 points. That's the same Florida Gulf Coast team, boys, that beat FAU, yeah. who at the time was a top 10 team just two weeks ago. And so you couple that with a one-point loss literally at the buzzer to Stetson two nights prior. As much as so many question Matthew Driscoll's roster with so many of them leaving for lucrative NIL deals elsewhere, he may have something cooking with this young squad, Lauren. I'm excited to see it. Well, Birds of Trey, Mia, as you know, there's a reason that this team has had that moniker for quite some time, years and years now. And that's because, yeah, they are really good from the three-point line, and we're watching some of them shoot now, and it's always fun to watch. So we're yes. going to get into all things college basketball. Certainly the Rumble is going to be a blast to discuss. We'll talk college football, obviously the blockbuster that came down during y'all's show. We'll talk NFL, and it is nice, by the way, that all of these moves as far as both college and the NFL have kept us distracted from all of the uh, Jaguars woes that uh, that happened last weekend uh, and so yeah we've got a lot to do and Pete Prisco will join us at four o'clock fantastic it Excuse me, Lauren. Wow, my voice changed there thanks to the beautiful Krabby <laughs> Fries here at Mokama. Thanks, uh, five and a half point line. The Ospreys are favored. Yes, you can get in on that action at my bookie if you are so interested. Looking forward to it, Lauren. All right, have a great weekend, y'all. Without further ado, JJ. Now today's takeaways brought to you by Key Buick GMC where our family dealership has been helping families buy vehicles for over 50 years. A couple quick takeaways for me. Um, I see a lot of routes in the playoffs this weekend. And Kalen DeBoer, terrific football coach, but a big, big gamble for Alabama. I'll follow that takeaway with good luck with that. Uh, it could be your dream job. It could be a nightmare. Uh, uh, he has the look of a good coach, but does he know what he's getting into? So we'll find out. That was crazy. I would say, uh, you know, the clock has started on 2024 for the Jaguars. They, had their they have their first defensive coordinator interview today. Uh, I, I want to wish them the best of luck because uh, we need to get somebody there that can keep us going. And as we were just talking about off the air, Coach, John Harbaugh, Doug Peterson, they go back a long way. Wink Martindale previously employed Chris Hewitt as well as the defense coordinator. So as much as maybe it's not the old head, many thought it would be for that first interview. There's a lot of ties there. And, of course, many more interviews to come. Um, real quick, too, uh, does Ryan Grubb go with Kalen DeBoer, Matt, uh, to Alabama, or would he be available to, no, I don't know. coach. He's Washington's coach, I would think. Oh, I, thought, yeah. I was hoping yeah. he would. He'll move up. My I was hoping is, he would go back to Iowa and coordinate uh, the no, offense. My guess is he moves up and he's their next coach. Okay. Yeah. All right, we had a great time. we got to say a big thanks to McConnell. I'm a beer company, and uh, certainly you'll enjoy the experience here, whether you come in just for coffee, relax, do a little work while you're here, enjoying the tap room, and Tuesday through Sunday, that delicious craft. I just tried a smoky Polish beer. They got so many different ones to choose from, but make sure you drop on by or log on Makama.com. They've got the wildlife location, and of course, right here on South 8th in Fernandina. We are done. Joe C., Mio O'Brien, Matty Hayes, Coach Campo for Big Surce, and we send it back to JJ Bill with our normal Friday anthem. Enjoy it, everybody, even though your Jags, unfortunately, aren't in the Super Wildcard weekend. Come on, Joe. That ain't good enough. I gotta snap the blood out my mouth. Let's go, baby. Whoa!